are elite. For everything you need to know about Mercedes Monet's AEW debut, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Guess who's not going to have Lyme disease? This <laughs> All right, show off. <laughs> it's, the, it's the big shot over there not getting Lyme disease like the rest of us. Well, I'm leaving the rat race and heading for the country. Gonna buy a Chevy pickup with a Benji for my honey. Drive on down to Nashville, listen to my radio. Come on, baby, gonna head out to the dance hall, make a little noise. Gonna crank up the band, make some music with the boys. To the Cultaholic Classic in your house to watch along. What? What is that? That's a different intro to normal. Well, this is where we get together to watch an old WWF pay-per-view from the new generation era, where we are deeply entrenched as part of the Cultaholic Classic Raw Review, and we are entrenched. Who be we? I be fake Geordie, radio presenter without portfolio, former Cultaholic heavyweight champion Tom Campbell. I am joined by the bear in the big blue bar cage. He is the head pen of Cultaholic. He is Titan shrugged himself, does not need a pencil as the head pen. He gets it right every time. He's Justin Henry and he is out of off of America. You know, after King of the Ring, it's only uphill. It's only going to be good from here. Even if it's bad, it's still got to be better than that. I've heard that what we're going to watch today is actually a very good show. If I recall, because I haven't seen this in some time, actually, in full. It's actually a decent show. Main Mm. event aside, but I don't want to, you know, sway the jury here. Uh, we'll, we'll just let everyone come to their own conclusions about what's good, what's not, and what match shit and diesel were in. <laughs> well, let's we're gonna find out because 
Uh, not only is it a pay-per-view that is surprisingly good, we are joined by a surprisingly wonderful guest as well for the watch-along presentation. It's always nice to extend the Cultaholic multiverse a little bit just to kick open some forbidden doors. Uh, and we've kicked open a, a forbidden door that took us to TikTok where we found uh, the guy who went all over the place uh, by perfectly, and I mean perfectly, recreating pro wrestler entrances. He's been on WWE's The Bump, uh, talking all about it. He's been here there and everywhere and now he is here via the power of the internet it is professor nick harrison yes gentlemen it's so good to be here tom justin wonderful to be here and when we're talking about in your house too good can be a very subjective word it's all <laughs> it's all depending on how you look at it because i actually went back and watched a little bit of this uh before today and uh yeah, I'm I'm very excited to get into it with the two of you guys. <laughs> I well, think we our, our standards are very low at the moment, aren't they, Justin, for, for these shows? Yeah, as I already intimated, we did, we were coming off the 1995 King of the Ring in which Sam Driver quit doing his podcast forever as a result. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, as... We're just we're just making friends, aren't we? There's quite a there, <laughs> I'll warn you, Nick, there is a high revolving door. Uh, with these 95 watch-alongs for some reason. The, the, the turnover's quite high. Well, I, I hope to come back. Um, hopefully you don't drive me away, but uh, I, I don't think you will. This, this um, It's going to be an interesting <laughs> interesting time watching uh, this, uh, this wonderful pay-per-view. Right, so we're going to get into it very shortly. Justin, take us back then. So 1995, you, because this is the thing with the, the show that we do, and my mic, my camera fell over. Sorry, everybody. Um, with the show that we do, like Justin Henry has been a long-suffering pro wrestling fan. So you kind of were there through all this. For me, I'm a lapsed fan at this point, so I wasn't watching. So all of this is new to me. Uh, but Justin, where were you when you watched this particular show? Can you remember? I was in my kitchen watching it. Brilliant. Was <laughs> Uh, did, you, did you at least have a nice snack on the go? Oh, sure. I probably had way too much Pepsi as usual, mm -hmm. which is still a problem today. Um, I, I would have been 11 years old. I was a big Shawn Michaels fan back then. I just wanted him to win the Intercontinental title from Jeff Jarrett. But see, this is this is how jaded of a fan I am. I'm, I'm 11 years old. I just came out of fifth grade. And I'm thinking, like, well, the show's in Nashville where Jeff Jarrett lives, so they wouldn't have him lose. I was 11, and I had that thought. That's, I've been, this has been a problem for a very long time. It certainly has, mate. Uh, Nick, can you remember the first time you saw this show? Uh, I'm pretty sure that I watched this when it came on. Uh, I would have been uh, 14, 15 years old uh, if it was 95. And um, I remember the whole deal with the, like, it was, for me, the big thing about this show was Razor Ramon. Like, I loved Razor Ramon. So uh, they had that whole match with him and Savio Vega against uh, Men on a Mission uh, after King Mabel had just become King of the Ring. So, uh, and by the way, for all those who are out there who continue to tell me I look like Mabel from Men on a Mission, how dare you? How dare you? I don't, I don't appreciate that. We're gonna get into that. If we watch this, we're gonna get into that. We're gonna compare and contrast. Well, and we will be, we will make, we will quell this today. Well, Professor, the great thing about this show is that we get a lot of our hostilities on it. So yeah. you're in the right place. Oh, I, I feel as though there, because I don't curse on my content, but uh, there may be some 
some some salty words that are pretty close to it. Darn it. If you Shuckin'. need if you if you feel the need, if you somehow feel the need, sir, to drop the fuck W, I mean the F word, feel free to do so. <laughs> I feel welcome. <laughs> You're welcome, Tom. Thank you so much. I've, I've said fuck W a lot in my life, but it's usually followed by two more letters. <laughs> Is it CW? I kid. Um, oh, it has been before. <laughs> it has been, actually, to be fair. <laughs> we are welcoming you as well, listening to this, uh, to our watch along. So how this works is we're going to watch the, the, the entire show uh, as it goes, and you're going to watch along with us. It's like a weird alternative commentary. So you're going to need to go to the WWE Network or Peacock if you're in America, and that's, <laughs> that's a thing that you've got now. Good luck with that, lads. That definitely won't happen over here. <laughs> <laughs> going to miss the network when it's gone um you have to head yourself to in your house number two or as the kids say in your house hashtag two uh july 23rd 1995 that's people will they were going to educate today um july 23rd to electric boogaloo <laughs> yes not much ecle eclectic bugalugs maybe <laughs> <laughs> July 23rd, 1995 it's about an hour 55 it's a nice easy one uh, hey, give you the july 23rd Yes. That was my 15th birthday, so of course I was watching this. You were watching oh, wow. on your birthday. That was my 15th birthday, so of course I was watching this. I know I was watching this one. Who are you watching with? Who's around who's around your place for your birthday? Probably with my mom. Yeah. Uh, my mom was a big nurturer of my well, no. If it was July and I was 15, then I would have been with my dad. I would have been in Houston with my father, who uh who knew that I was a wrestling fan, but he didn't nurture it as much as my mother did. He was more of a okay, you want to watch it? Sure, go ahead. Okay, was that so? Your mom was more of a fan, do you think? Oh yeah, she well, she liked looking at the guys. Um, she was a big fan of The Rock. <laughs> you can smell what I'm cooking, Tom. I mean, we, we, I mean, we're all big fans of The Rock. Let's be honest. It's like oh, I'm, let, I'm, let's uh, be. We love you, Dwayne. <laughs> He's dreamy. You know what? I'm. You know, uh, what's the quote from from Red Dwarf? Um, I didn't know your bread was buttered that side, Bongo. It isn't. It's been happily married for thirty five years. Just a chap like you could turn a guy's head. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we're gonna get it in your house too. July twenty third, nineteen ninety five. President Harrison's fifteenth birthday. Uh, it's on the network or on Peacock. I'll give you a second to do that right now. Hey everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back. Uh, Justin Henry from off of America. Are you ready for the Lumberjacks? Uh, I'm ready for the other stuff, but sure, we can throw that in too. <laughs> Professor Nick Harrison, are you ready to bow down to King Mabel? As 
long as you don't call me Mo, then we're good. <laughs> All right, I won't. Now, I've just clicked screen share with you fine gentlemen. Can you see a blank screen at the moment? Yes, we can. Excellent. This is Pretty where you long for the network. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best part of the show, apparently. Um, <laughs> this blank screen. When we say go, um, we're going to all press play at the same time. You at home and us here on go. In three, a two, a one, go. There, right. Nick Harrison, I always like to ask this of our new guests. How does this... How does that intro square up to all the other WWF intros? Does it make a difference? I can hear it now. There you go. Can you hear that now? Yeah. Excellent. Doesn't like what he's singing. Ooh. I don't know who that is singing. Could be Michael. fashion. (laughs) Fashion, though. The hats. I missed this hair. theme. I was happy to hear this theme tune sort of re remixed for NXT just the other month. That made me very happy. Yeah. This <laughs> it, is does a, have a, it does have a kitsch charm to it. it really it's appropriate. Was. It's time appropriate. It is. And it's got a nice bit of countryness to it. Obviously, that is a heavy theme here at Nashville for the municipal for this one. So excited. Yeah, what a maneuver. Vince McMahon at full gravel is one of the greatest. Wait to see what he's wearing. Is he wearing a special outfit? He may be. Oh, please tell me he's wearing a special outfit. Which means King looks ridiculous right now. (laughs) What if King what if King's just wearing like normal clothes and Oh, Vince is all over the top. That'd be the dream. It'd be even weirder. Mm-hmm. He's hoping for like a some sort of fusion energy transfer to the home audience. Hey! Oh, that's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> that, that could have been. Could've the crown been. over the cowboy hat is is a nice touch. <laughs> okay, so there's no way that either of these vests are leather. This is not real leather. Pleather. This is pleather at best. That's Jerry Lawler looks like if JR and Jerry Lawler did a fusion from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Good old JL. Like a kid from Texas just got went to Burger King and got one of the crowns <laughs> instead of just putting it on his head, he just put it on top of his head. But if Burger King and Arby's merged, <laughs> they would definitely have the meats. Oh yes, they would. Oh. Last time I was in the States was uh, at a week in New York and uh, that Arby's advert played every day on the last day. On our last day, we watched TV for about three hours in the morning. And that advert was on every ad break to the point now where even now we might just turn to each other when we're making burgers and just go, we have the meat. It stayed with me, that Arby's advert. <laughs> we don't have that over here. We don't get the Arby's. Hey, Tom, do you have a lot of windows open? Okay. I'm getting a bit of a lag on the video. Are you? Um, let me have a little look and shut some windows down. Um, I don't have any windows open. Oh, that's weird. That's strange. Let me see if I can... If I shrink the screen, does that make it any easier? I think it does, actually. Oh, there we go, then. Uh, Nick, can you still see? Yeah. Right, okay. I'll just shut it down some of my... Uh... I'll just stop downloading that heavy pornography for a second. There we go. Thanks. <laughs> I can do it later. Okay, so we got one, two, three kid here who is uh, 
at this point in time. He's coming off a, a serious neck injury. And yet, we've, and yet we're going to find out that he's uh, still, still the same Sean Waltman he's always been in terms of in-ring acumen. He was a very special creature at this point, was was one, two, three, kid. He really stood out from the roster. Oh, oh you didn't bro. know? The roadie. I'm liking him. I'm liking him. Have you done the road dogs entrance yet? Nick? Uh, no, no, I've done the uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages thing as a duet, but I have not done this. Oh, entrance. boy. And we're playing the feud. <laughs> right off the bat. I love it. It's it's funny how like we because we do a SmackDown podcast as well like, every week. And obviously SmackDown is much further ahead than Raw. And it's funny that these two are still prominent figures five years on on the show. Yeah. Not, not even just that, just the fact that in less than three years' time, these two will be cornerstones of the most important stable in all of wrestling. Yeah. I didn't know they were in the job squad. Oh. Well, one, two. <laughs> he is wearing the one, two, three. Oh. <laughs> Pin me, pay me. <laughs> Actually, Dog's got old Brody's got a little bit of job squad colors on. Got the white and the black trousers. It's all right. It's blending perfectly. A little bit. So we're in Nashville for this. We're at the Municipal Auditorium. Uh, do you want a couple of highlights that took place in this very arena, lads? Yes, tell yes. me about Slammiversary 2007. <laughs> no, I said highlights. Oh, oh. my mistake. <laughs> Carry on. This is where we had Wrestle War 89. That is true. Flair wow. Steamboat. Happened in, in fact, very venue. In fact, there was a war stories that covers that because WF ha- actually held a house show the night before that event and stretched it out for as long as they could to try and ruin the setup time for NWA the next day. Is that true? Fourth episode of War Stories. I didn't know that. That's 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 very standard WWF at that time. They even flew in Savage, D- Roberts, DiBiase, and Beefcake from another house show just to add on two bonus main events and make it go even longer. <laughs> Here's another dark match for you guys. Go out there and wrestle again. <laughs> Keep going. We'll pay you Keep something. <laughs> we'll do uh, something. Well, I didn't know that. Also, uh, the final ever Clash of the Champions took place here. Wow. 97. 97. Justin Henry, the, uh, the wrestling historian. Um, what a wonderful history in this building and for Southern wrestling, especially, you know, me being a guy from the South. You know, Nashville was one of the big hotbeds, uh, Nashville, Memphis. So yeah, look at this. Look at this guy. No, wait a minute. Wait, he's got tiger stripes on the hat, <laughs> but he's wearing cheetah pants. Well, where's that leopard? Is that leopard illegal mm. leopard? What is he doing? That's me when I put long shot bets on both the Bengals and the Jaguars to win the Super Bowl this year. Oh nice. <laughs> Going for the parlay. That's right. That's me when I'm in bed and I have to rush down to sign for an Amazon order. I just chuck off whatever. <laughs> That's me trying to decide what to wear for a wild man Mark Merrill entrance. <laughs> <laughs> the leopard. <laughs> Got to be spandex though. There's going to be. There's some gorgeous outfits already tonight. <laughs> Sound like I'm on the red carpet for the for the Oscars. Stars this is gorgeous outfits tonight, fellas. I'd say Kid was a soprano after getting nutted into the post like that, but uh, I don't know if his voice can go any higher than that deep baritone he has. 
He might have like, the most surprising baritone voice in all of wrestling. He oh, does, actually, doesn't he? Oh, I thought we were going to get a little rolling knee then. Little... I thought we were about to get a little shake, round and roll there. I was yes, so he's, he's still working out the kinks of what would become the Road Dog playbook. I got to say, one of the more underrated wrestlers to me in the history of the business is uh, the Road Dog. He was just sound all the way around. Really good wrestler. Uh, just that whole family. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. And, of course, the dancer. He got the moves. Not even just the actual wrestling part of it, just the fact that being an Armstrong, he would sell for anybody. Mm-hmm. Just so giving in the ring. Someone that, like, you watch the watch Attitude Era WWF. Anytime he won a match, it was always through interference because he always got his ass beat for the entire match, it seemed like. Because he would just sell and sell, make, make the other guy look good. and. Even when he won, he put guys over. Yeah. So you got to love that. And just great on the mic, solid in the ring. <clears throat> it's all it's all you could ask for at the time, man, uh, to uh, for, to have somebody who would be able to help to put somebody over mm-hmm. while still remaining strong in what he was doing. You know. The best part about it is he's the, the lesser – of in terms of in-ring acumen, I'm not taking away from the, the personality. It says in-ring acumen, the lesser talented Armstrong. Well, he got his dad's charisma. Brad Steven Scott, just with all the respect, just didn't have that same energy, that same charisma that Brian had. Oh. Which I mean, I mean they tried all... with WCW, didn't they? They tried to to kind of well, give that was... Armstrong the the road kill. The buzz road kill. <laughs> buzz kill. I said I started saying road dog, thinking buzz kill. I nearly said road kill, but I oh. stopped myself, so I'm not gonna. Chickens. <laughs> oh, there was some ECW stuff in this arena as well. I was gonna tell you some ECW stuff happened here as well. Uh, Masato Tanaka won his only ECW title in this arena uh, in December. Oh. I love Tanaka as champion. Put the elbows up, guys. From Masato Tanaka, give it up. Yeah, he's still going. He's. I don't know how he does it, but he's still still an active wrestler. Like I was pushing fifty. Dude is nuts. With everything that he went through, that he put his body through, while he was in ECW, like how? ECW and FMW, the death matches, the chair shot wars of Mike Awesome. He's just, he's a warrior. Just a beast of a man. Nice front splash. I don't think, and I might be speaking out of turn, I don't think he ever had a dance partner quite like Mike Awesome, though. <clears throat> they were made for each other. Mm. Oh, they were perfect for each other. My, some of my favorite matches in ECW were him and Mike Awesome. Just the best stuff. Ooh, nice move. It was just no BS. They just pounded and pounded each other with everything they had until one of them dropped. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute monsters they were. Absolute monsters. But Nick, while we've got you, I think throughout we're going to have a little chat about about you and your life and times and stuff. We I know we had a, an interview with the, the news podcast that you did for us. But for, for those who don't know your journey, you've you've you, you TikTok exploded for you. Can you remember yeah. what made you start doing the TikTok stuff? Uh, well, I started doing the TikToks last year during the pandemic. I had actually downloaded the app in January of last year and uh, deleted it after a day because I thought it was stupid. 
like this this is nothing but teenage girls dancing i don't they're gonna put me on a watch list if i keep this on my phone no i'm not gonna do that uh but oh, when the, sorry yeah, to help you there but yeah, no dude that yeah we gotta stop and talk about Whoa, that <laughs> go. Mile driver. yeah Nice. Second row pile driver, dude. That's just wow. I, that's that's almost too big a move for that match. You know, I kind of like I said, well, that's a sort of maybe later in the day type move in a big match. For, for the one, two, three kid who was just now coming back from a neck injury. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you know this is gonna be the ending spot. You're gonna take a pile driver from the second row. If you can't trust an Armstrong in a match, um let me just say that's proof that you can trust an Armstrong in a match. I mean, I I, I totally I'm, I'm with you on that, and I get it. But for the roadie versus the one two three kid, the the end is a second rope, middle rope, pile driver, like legit pile driver, not modified, not tombstone, a Tennessee pile driver. Those are oh. illegal. Yeah, like that's <laughs> dude. Wow. Oh. Well, we'll circle back to this a little bit later in the night because this is going to become very important later. Tom, I believe you have your observer open somewhere. I certainly do, my friend. And this is going to be, jeez, and he, it did look killer, too. It really did. Um, When's a match now? He's doing sound checks. I like, right, I remember was, that. Oh. Over. <laughs> is that Bruce on guitar? One, two. Ooh. <laughs> I check one, two. Is that you Louis Anderson? Check- you may be checking if that was Bruce, then. <laughs> it looked like Bruce. <laughs> is it Bruce? Bruce, no. did you play guitar? Oh, this is a legit no, question. rumor and innuendo. <laughs> that wasn't me. That wasn't me. You know. <laughs> okay, I have got... Oh, sweaty man. Oh, here we go. You, you, you said something about Job Squad earlier? <laughs> how does Pettengill have the best vest? Like, out of him, King, and how does he have the best vest? I wonder whether he chucked the one out they bought for him and he just went and brought one of his, one of his from home. He's, he stopped at the Harley-Davidson Cafe in New York before flying in. <laughs> Got a legit one. And look at all of these guys. This was the dangerous corporation, the, the million-dollar corporation. Tatanka. Ted did not spend his money well. <laughs> and we got to give a shout-out to the Supreme Fighting Machine back there. Mm. One of the best haircuts in the history of WWE. <laughs> it's a it's a strong look that he's got going on here. Kept that clean. Like who's the barber backstage that had to make sure that all of the little gaps in the middle were like straight up like shaved correctly? If he, he shaved like the, if he shaved the sides, he looked just like 1990s Sinbad. I don't even know if it's even. Like one side looks higher than that. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> you, might, you might like fall asleep with the chair sideways and they're kind of like trying to measure. And... Everybody's just got this crazed look on their face like the master. <laughs> oh, this is... It isn't the Sid promo where he... Um... Can we start again? Oh, we're alive, pal. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. Oh, here he is. You got the dud. Barry Dodinsky. Tom, please buy that shirt. Hey, Sean. <laughs> Here are the other lumberjacks. Sparky plug. Blow the roof. The smoking guns. Off the house. Off the house. Let's make sure Diesel's taller than Sid on the shirt, too. Christ. Lumberjack Max City. (laughs) That's not going to catch The grandfather of suplexes. (laughs) 
Lumberjack Match City, I believe, is about 400 yards up the road from Super Lake. Is that Rikishi back there in the skull? I believe it is. It certainly was, sir. Oh, man. This is just bringing me back. Thank you so much for this. I love it. I wouldn't wear that shirt anywhere, and I wore an NWA Wolfpack shirt at a school picture day. Oh, dude, that shirt is terrible. (laughs) I would wear that shirt to, like, a 90s party where you're supposed to wear crappy clothes. Ironic. All right. Let's get in. Okay, here we go. What's going on? Okay, here we go. Yay, this is why I do not look like this guy. All right. First of all, he Nick, has you didn't cool tell t- us you were in this. And what <laughs> Tom? Not the time. Um, be nice to our guest, Tom. <laughs> not the time. I am a guest in your establishment. I do not appreciate this. <laughs> you're, you're in our house. I heard the Brits were supposed to be nice. Let's be fair. <laughs> yeah. Tom, let's be you're fair. Having tea right now. Yeah. And our, and our politicians aren't corrupt and our teeth are straight. Oh, no. Shout out to Boris Johnson. What a guy. Um, he yes, likes to true. paint buses. Boris Johnson, did you know that? He does. <laughs> and Tom, in, in fairness, Nick would have been a more sensible King of the Ring winner than Mabel. Fair. <laughs> well, you know, I, I wouldn't be a just king. <laughs> you wouldn't have almost injured Diesel in the main event of SummerSlam with a, a movie you weren't supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'd never do that. So I've got to know. Um, who who's been calling you Mo, uh, Nick? Well, it's, it, people will comment that like they they was they'll say Mark Henry, they'll say Mo from Men on a Mission. Uh, it it just happens all the time with T.D. Jakes. If you know who T.D. Jakes is, is a yep. famous wrestler in the state. Yeah, mm-hmm. Reverend T.D. Jakes. They'll 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 throw out those guys all the time. Uh, when I didn't have a beard, I looked like the guy from Unbreakable, Kimmy Schmidt. You know, it's just basically if you're bald and black, I probably look like you. <laughs> That's basically what they're saying. No, I'm kidding. You guys are. <laughs> <I was> just... <laughs> The bad guy. <laughs> um, Razor Ramon. What if it makes you feel any better? If it makes you feel any better, I've I've been called Mini Hager before. I, <laughs> no. I'm like a five foot ten Jake Hager. Who are these horrible people? <laughs> nah. When, when I had longer hair, it, it, it was it was definitely a little bit more uh, similar. Yeah, I can see it. When I um when I started a cultaholic, the the YouTube comment simply said, "Why have YouTube? Why have cultaholics signed Jonah Hill?" Oh, these people! I mean, it, it could be—it could be worse. I called you James Corden. You did call me James Corden, uh, which, which I've not quite forgiven you for. <laughs> well, you know, questions should be answered. Like, do you sing in your car? <laughs> Some you hold impromptu rap battles. These do you suck up to celebrities by trying to be their friends while singing. <laughs> are you well? Are you well documented at being a nasty person? <laughs> <laughs> Were you in Peter Rabbit? Peter Rabbit I, 2 Electric Boogaloo. Sadly, I was not in Electric Boogaloo Peter Rabbit 2, as much as I'd love to be. As Did much you as ruin cats? <laughs> I think a lot of you, people- can, you can say that just about anybody who was in the, <laughs> in the movie. Let's, let's not pin that on one guy. Hey, I wasn't in Peter Rabbit, but I take a hey, lads, I was nearly, I was nearly in Dungeons and Dragons the movie. What? Nearly. I got to like the final round for extras and then they said no. I was oh. so sad. I was so sad. I would I was I was supposed to be an extra in the Tekken movie. And, <gasps> really? Uh, never got the opportunity. Oh. Like I I I, I didn't want to sign up for it. 
I got I got other stuff to do. I can't. Next time, you'll be fine. <laughs> Look at that. Busiest man on the planet, you'll be fine. fine. Fall away slam. Like, the is there anybody who did a fall away slam better than Razor Ramon? Good question. Like him, JBL. Brian Cage. Yeah. like he, he, just, he does the curl version, and then he just throws you over his head. Because so Brian cool. Cage is a freak. Has anybody done the fall away slam where they start in the fall away slam position and they shooting star press? Not that I know of. I'd love to see it. Savio Vega, folks. You remember Monty Brown, right? Did he do oh, it? Oh, you are. No, well, well, he did. I love him. His original finisher in TNA was the Alpha Bomb. He held you for the fall away, threw you up at a quarter turn so your head went up, and he's caught you in a power bomb and slammed it down. I remember that. That's just oh, sheer power. Oh man, Savio with the Savat kick. Look at this guy, he is all over the ring. Rock bottom, kind of. Mabel's one cred is that he had good, had good big man offense. Oh, he really did. Sidewalk slams. I enjoyed what he was able to do at his size. And how he was able to move. Now, to me, he will always be the world's largest love machine. But because the pajamas, the pajamas. Mm-hmm. But I just I, his whole career from Mabel to Big Daddy to Big Daddy V and Viscera and all that stuff. Like it's I loved what he was able to do at his size and how he was able to portray the power to be a big man. You have to have a move set and a demeanor in the ring that kind of sells what you're doing. And then you have somebody that you're working with that will make it look even better to the point where you're looking at what he's doing. It's like, oh my God, that must be horrible. And that's what he was able to do throughout his entire career. And I've always been an admirer of that. Guys like him, Mark Henry, love how they were able to do that. We do criticize the booking of Mabel in, in this time period, and, but he, and he did have the upside. But I will say, the one knock he had on him, and I don't know why they did this. They named him Mabel. You couldn't give him another name. Yeah, interesting choice. That's well, if you remember, coming. if you remember the the gimmick, the way the gimmick first started, O-M. with uh, you know men on a mission, it was more of like a, a face hip hop type thing. So Mo and Mabel was like you know two guys. Mm. Hanging out, you know, just trying to make a difference in the neighborhood. You remember the time mm. period of when it was? I mean, like, that's why I ended up having to go from Mabel to Viscera. Because can you imagine trying to do the Big Daddy V gimmick, but his name was still Mabel? It's just not going to work. So, But it's back then, for that, it kind of fit for what they were doing. I, I still hated it, but <laughs> I, I could understand the reasoning of it. I get it, but there's got to be like a different M name you can give them that would have served you well long term. Also, Mo and Mike, mm. Mo oh, and Martin. I mean, there's no, something like Mo- something like Moses would have been powerful sounding. Moses. I mean, you already have a Mo, so maybe maybe Moses would have been like redundant. Mo but... and Moses. Yeah, I guess that'd have been yeah, Mo and Moses. But there's a cartoon. There's a show called Pete and Pete, so you maybe you could have pulled it off. Big, big Mo, little Mo. Couple. Instead of parting the Red Sea, he would make <laughs> opponents separate. 
do a whole Aww. gimmick where there are a bunch of people trapped backstage and I let my people go. Oof. Oh, Savio, no. John, I know they were working together, but it looked like fun. As Moses parting the Red Sea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we haven't told Nick about John. We haven't told Nick about John. Right. Oh, yeah, so, so, good. so oh. uh, Nick, if if during this show you have any sort of flights of mental fans, fantasy about like, uh, like, like, for example, <laughs> M- Mabel passing the Red Sea, uh, we work with a guy called John Eiley at John Eiley on Twitter, and he does photoshops for this podcast. So if you think of something, you just shout, John, and describe what you want, and he will do it for you. John, you need to put Mabel part in the Red Sea like Moses. Brilliant. There you go. Easy. That mean. John is here to document our continued, our continued slide into dementia. <laughs> and John, you need to put my head on Mo's body. <laughs> <laughs> and at me. <laughs> With no context. Yeah. Just... <laughs> On, on Nick needs someone to, to say, that's not Mo, and he'll go, see? <laughs> you guys don't remember? In your house, 95, me. I just shaved off the mohawk. It's me. Would you be furious if John, when you said, John, put my face on Mo's body, would you be furious if John just sent you a picture of Mo? <laughs> <laughs> You you want to talk about driving me away? There you go. There you go. That, that'll do. That'll do it. Like you, son of. <laughs> this is actually this may be the best mental mission match I've ever seen. It's a very it's it's a great match. Good tag team wrestling uh, out of men on a mission. Uh, Savio in there to take the heat, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, which now that Mo is in, you got to think that he's about to get the opportunity for the hot tag because they're not going to do it with Mabel. Yeah, you got to keep him super strong yeah. at this point. Wait, where the hell is Mo going? What are you doing, Mo? Whoa! Oh, my goodness. What are you doing, Mo? That was doomed from the Why don't start. I remember that? Like He could barely get up on the top rope to begin with. <laughs> he didn't look like he was having a good time up there. He looked quite... Imagine if he just crashed himself. Would they just roll with him and be like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you've already cracked yourself. Just fall down, dude. Was that like a bet or something? Like, there's no way you can do a moonsault. <laughs> I feel like that was a bet. I feel like put that a was Franklin a... on it. <laughs> I I heard that Savio was injured. Clearly, that might not be the case, or maybe the injury is not as bad as we think it is. Um, yeah, I remember in this period they pushed through a lot of stuff, and that's mm. why so many wrestlers in that time period are a little worse off. Because they were just constantly going and going. Nowadays, you have like a, a, a slight ligament uh, strain, and it's like, all right, just, just go sit down for a few weeks. Don't do anything. Yeah. Back then, keeping head wound, you are working the TV tapings, right? <laughs> we had, um, we, we talked about one episode recently where it was Bob Holly in a match, and he got a concussion in the opening match, and they went, right, a uh, couple of hours, we need you back to do another match. Yeah. <clears throat> and you just, you just did it. Yeah, oh. fine. No problem. I'll just go and be sick a couple of times and I'll be right with you. I'll go find it real quick and then I'm good. God. That's why they call him Hardcore Holly. <laughs> is that why they called him Hardcore Holly? Uh, oh, Jesus uh, Christ. Uh, what is Mabel doing? Moonsault, 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 moonsault. So, wait. <laughs> this is the most ambitious metal mismatch I've ever seen in my life. It truly is. They're giving it socks. <laughs> 
Now, Mabel, at this point, have they announced the SummerSlam main event yet? Or are we are we no. getting that announcement? Uh, yeah, because, because I mean, Diesel's got to win first. Spoiler. Right. <laughs> so we could get Mabel and Sid. Oh, awesome. Instead of Mabel and Diesel. <laughs> Sliding doors. Uh. And DDT from Mabel cannot be fun. It looks like a lovely time had by all. Crowd is into this. They're, they are. They're really, it's, it's a good crowd so far tonight. <laughs> and this was one of the things because at this point, Razor Ramon was one of the bigger, uh, you know, faces, fan favorites on the roster. Mm-hmm. And this was one of the, like, part of the period of time where being the bad guy was actually really cool. <clears throat> like, look at the guys that you have at the top of the card in the WWF right now. You got Razor Ramon, you got Diesel, you got Shawn Michaels, guys who can still do. That's still do. Oh, look at that. So they were really pushing Mabel right here. You know, to have him go over on a guy clean, like a clean win over Ramon. Clean. Wow, clean as a whistle. Yeah. It sounds surprising, but, they, but, but then you remember that Diesel needs someone strong to work with. So his friend Razor is going to help make him look strong. And mm. route to that match. <laughs> they gave it the try here. They really did. <laughs> so I tell you what, as they're heading back, um, let's let's do the star ratings for this one. So so Nick, Justin's very good at this to be warned. I'm gonna ask you what the star you know ratings what? were for these. I have to abstain because I've seen them already. I oh, have you? Life. Oh, yes. well, that's, your honesty is greatly appreciated. Um, okay, so for the first match, uh, Rody one, two, three, kid Nick. How many stars do you reckon our boy Dave Meltzer gave it? Which uh, <clears throat> we talking about the one, two, three, kid, and yeah, kid and Rody. <sighs> one and two, one point two five. Oh, you're not as, not as polite as Dave. Three and a quarter. Really? First match, three and a quarter. Wow, okay, match. David. What do you reckon he gave Men on a Mission versus Ramon and Vega? Well, doesn't matter the first match. I'll say three and a half. Well, that was uh, you know, far off. two and three quarters for that one. I think he shortchanged that one. I think yeah. I was surprised by how because I haven't seen that match in years, and that was, that was, that was very impressive. So far, not a bad show. This is Todd Pettengill at his finest, just you know, just busking by in time. And by finest, you mean douchiest. He is douchiest. <laughs> you know, Todd Pengill, funny enough, was on the episode of The Bump that I did. Uh, oh. They had uh, RJ City did his uh, Wednesday morning wake up. And, oh, Doc Hendricks. <laughs> Everybody stop what you're doing. <laughs> Look at this guy. Oh, oh, just the pure sartorial magnificence that was always <laughs> Doc Hendricks. Look at, I mean, Look at him. Look at everybody in this room. <laughs> like, what is he doing? Like, like great Bam Bam Bigelow. My guy. But what is he wearing underneath that bolo tie? Is that like a pair of suspenders or something under the vest? Like, what is that? Is it vest on vest action? With a bit of vest on vest action. What? I can't even or is that just a design on the shirt? I have so many questions right now with what Doc Hendricks is wearing. Well, Let's be fair, this is probably one of the five most tasteful things he's ever worn on TV. And that's saying something. <laughs> he's worn some horrible... What is he... What... I can't even... I can't get into what... Todd Bad... We're talking about... Yeah. Wednesday morning, wake up. 
RJ City does this thing uh, Wednesday morning wake. I mean, he did with Todd Pettengill on the episode of The Bump that I did. So, yeah. Uh, a, a, that's six degrees. That's uh, one degree of separation between me and Todd Pettengill for you guys. You were basically out in your house. I, I was pretty much here. All right. Pretty much there. Again, what is. <laughs> Wait. So, the bolo tie that the king has on. <laughs> The pin on the bolo tie is like a, a what is a bull? The Brahma bull? Like a bull <laughs> skeleton skull. skull? If what he is down to before, he cuts his own neck. <laughs> and he's got the little curl on his hair. Oh, a confusing look. Premium king. Is it all oh, hang out tonight? This is what's about to happen? It's the gig now. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you're watching at home, uh, 32 minutes and 19, 20, uh, 21. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, what's left of this roster proudly brings to you <laughs> it's WWF Intercontinental Champion of the World. He's the best singer, the best entertainer, <laughs> and he's the, <laughs> the best wrestler. That's J.E. Double up. Okay. Let's get into this. Oh, let's legit get into this outfit. Like we've already started matching patterns. But look, the vest tonight. This is very nineties. Did they all go vest shopping together? Like this <laughs> chef's kiss. That's magnifique. Look at this. Wow, you wow, you can be dazzle a hefty trash bag. <laughs> so shiny. They should have said that he when told- they sent one to Mickey James. They could have glittered it up, made it nice. <laughs> we joke, but this was actually this was actually a, a Chris Jericho's inspiration for his uh, shiny jackets. <laughs> uh, was the best Jeff Jarrett wore it in your house too? Look it up; it's in his autobiography. Jericho didn't invent that. Jarrett invented it. <laughs> Just like Jarrett invented that strut, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Jackie Ford I've never never existed. gotten more heat. On TikTok, than when I did a Jeff Jarrett strut video, they were like, "Oh, that's not the Jeff Jarrett strut. How dare you call it that? That's the Fargo strut. <laughs> How dare you?" Now you realize that nine out of every ten people who criticize you for that have no idea who Jackie Fargo is. <laughs> exactly. I love you guys so much. I love the fact that you you found Absolutely. the corner you found the corner of TikTok. That's calling out a Fargo strut. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> like, how is that happening? Like, it was the weirdest day. I'm like, like, no, that's, you know, that's the Fargo strut, right? It's like these guys, I did a Ric Flair uh, thing the other day, and they were like, yeah, you should have done a Buddy Rogers one. Like, what? Oh, no. <sighs> you've reached that. I'm so sad, Nick, because because you're, you're you're so brilliant, and you've reached that point. Uh, in your in your cycle on TikTok, where now people are going, oh, you could have done that better. I tell you what, how about I don't do it at all? It's free. Like, yeah. How about you do it next time with this? Like I redid my Matt Riddle one, which Riddle retweeted the first one that I did. Uh, I did another one with a scooter because people were like, oh, I was so disappointed. I was looking for the scooter, and then I do the one with the scooter, and like, yeah. So where were the birds at the end? Like, what are you? What more can I do for you? <laughs> dance, <laughs> Professor, dance. Okay, now, speaking of dancing, can't step on this. 
I was going to say the real Fargo strut was the one Peter Stormare did after he shot Steve Buscemi in the face. <laughs> I love a good Cohen movie. <laughs> Deep reference. I love it. <laughs> Look at this. Look at him go. That's so, definitely his voice. This might be the next video I need to do. I think it has to, to be. Being dressed ridiculously singing with yes. my baby today. Make sure, make sure the lip singing is really obvious. Now, my so, so my thing is, he was lip singing where they... I don't know if the backup singers were. They sound pretty live. So we'll address this more after Jared's match with Sean. But yes, something happened backstage that was quite interesting. Yeah. Well, the thing that Dave says in the Observer is like a lot of people are talking about what's going on behind the scenes in the WF at this point. And how is this for a little future echo? I won't give too much away. I don't think I'll give too much away from what I say when I say that in a, in a weird comparison to 2021. Uh, we're in the we're in the spate of a bunch of major cuts in 1995 to WWF stars. Like a lot of people on this show probably won't be here for the next one. <laughs> I, can, I can name a few: Adam Bomb, Adam Bomb, Quit in August, yeah. Heavenly Gutted. Heavenly Bodies Go, Gutted, um, Sione, Sione's done. Um, Afa and Lou Albano both leaving. That's a shame. How to get rid of Mario? I know. How would you? He did the Mario. Oh, the Captain home. Lou. Swing your arms. <laughs> <laughs> the best. It's the best. Uh, Doink and Dink are gone after this. No. Oh. It was a mercy killing at this point. Uh, road agent Get Tony Gu- dink and Dink. Road agent Tony Guerrilla's hitting the road. He's away. He came this- back eventually. Yeah. Um. And and this just ripped my soul out. Stephanie Wyan's gone. And nothing of value was lost. Oh, you monster. You monster. I was about to say. What did she bring to the show? That is no way to talk about the future ex Mrs. Campbell. Stephanie, who? (laughs) How dare you? Why am am I listening to you talk about her? That is my (laughs) (laughs) question. Stephanie (laughs) Wyan was was basically the female Todd Pettengill. Oh, well, yeah, nothing was lost then. They were the dead. Monsters. (laughs) They were the Donnie and Maria of professional wrestling. Minus the singing Actually talent. Love Tom. If Todd, if you're listening, I love you. I yeah, love you. We joke on this show. We just we joke. We jobs. joke because we love. Except about the girl that Tom is talking about. Because Stop was- it! <laughs> Leave Stephanie. She is an angel! She is an angel! She is a She's sweetheart! A she hasn't reported me. Wyatt is a saint! She hasn't responded to my email yet to be to be on Desert Island Graps, but she will eventually. I'll send you a live. Little as you know, you're asking her to a real Desert Island for Graps. <laughs> that would be fine too. <laughs> I'll bring a board game. We'll play Canasta. <laughs> Canasta? Is that the violin player from the cores back there? <laughs> Ooh! That's a deep cut. Go on, leave me breathless. Yes. <laughs> not the, it's not the man calls. The calls. No one liked the man one so, in the calls. While we were bantering about Stephanie Wine, what we didn't notice here was that there, there, were, there were points where Jarrett was obviously late on the vocals, <laughs> making the making the lip sync very, very obvious. Because that's oh, gonna yeah. play, that was going to play into a storyline, but oh, we'll see. I'm sure it'll all be fine. I'm sure the storyline will pan out as expected and there won't be anything... Untoward that happens. 
And then and then and then Michael Hayes yelled free bird. <laughs> That's a double reference. Very nice. So the guitarist, I can confirm, uh, Al Anderson, formerly of the band NRBQ. Oh wow! Ago, had a connection with Lou Albano. Okay. Nice. So it wasn't Bruce Prichard, or at least Sadly that's what they would want us to believe. <laughs> it wasn't Bruce. What am I looking at here? Uh, it's people in the middle of nowhere watching the WWF. What I'm watching is Vince knowing his audience. <laughs> All right, no, never mind. Stephanie Wine. <laughs> sure. So, Big Daddy Cool and the ladies. They're all off to SummerSlam in the big car. That's literally how they got their viewers at this point. Just one at a time. These are the pick them up. Low build. Strike <laughs> had to drop them off. Pads. Are Stridex pads still a thing? Oh, I think I think so. If not, there's lots of different versions of what Stridex was doing. Like you, your big sponsor was Pimple Pads. Well, they knew their audience. <laughs> there, again, there you go. Hot girls, this. Pimple pads. We know our audience here with the W. <laughs> get, get a hot girl, you pimply bastard. He's not a swatch. He wearing a swatch. He's wearing a Tampa. He's wearing a Tampa Devil Rays shirt three years before they were even a team. <laughs> what? Is he a time just He's wearing a Tampa Bay Devil Rays and a Carolina, not Carolina, uh, Florida Panthers shirt. Well, he, he should love the expansion teams. That's nothing. There's a guy behind you wearing a T-shirt that says Trump 2024. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Trump held a rally here. True story. <laughs> Not at this yeah, time. Many years. Kid, many years later. The kids wearing a Phoenix Sun shirt. At least that's timely. I mean, Power Rangers shirt on. As as of this recording, they are one win away from the NBA Finals. Mm. And I don't have a dog in that fight. So let me just say, go Chris Paul, get that first ring. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, Monty Williams. That too. Let's go. Oh, Henry O. Godwin. You guys know what his initial spell? Go. Go home. <laughs> okay. Bam. So Bam. here's your world title challenger, Sid, who needs help from a hog farmer to beat mid card Bam Bam Bigelow. We're off, to, we're off to a great start here. Oh, yeah. You to make a slap on Adam Bomb. Look at this guy. Henry. Oh, Godwin. How far away are we from Phineas I. Godwin popping up? Six months, give or take. Because uh, what's better than one Godwin? Two Godwins. <laughs> Could you make an entire promotion of just wrestlers whose, whose initials spell what they are? Sweet. Yes. Montel Vontavious Porter, Henry O. Godwin, Phineas I. Godwin, Erwin R. Scheister. Bam Bam Bigelow. He's three of initials. You know, it, it, little did people know he was actually a cashier at Bed Bath and Beyond. How did? <laughs> oh, how did we not know this back then? His pyro didn't go off. There it is. There it is. <laughs> off to an auspicious start. We had to sell his fire gauntlets, otherwise we wouldn't be able to afford Sean's contract. Yes. <laughs> oh, you gotta get him in, kid. He didn't have his spooty firework have. things, did he? I loved his no. firework gloves. Oh, I hate this. It's so poor. That's how he grills in the backyard. He just pointed at the pork chops and just. Oh. 
got this sad idea of Bam Bam Bigler going to um, <laughs> going to the pawnbrokers. <laughs> I've got these gloves. Fitz wants me to sell them. Makes you sad. Yo, yeah. skin, I thought you said porn and not pawn. Ah, uh, or uh, did I? Uh, I did. Or did you? <laughs> the or world did you? will never know. <laughs> well, you said you wanted hot action. <laughs> <laughs> John, Bam Bam Bigelow in a pawn shop, but not a pawn shop. I hope you make the right decision. Oh, God. One John, one will get your Twitter account deleted, probably. <laughs> Choose but wisely. you will be adored by millions. <laughs> Choose wisely. You have so many new fans. I like this guy. I went through I went through a stage, Nick, and John I went I took John for a pint and he got upset with me because I went through a stage where I really wanted the Undertaker to be John's friend. So I'd ask him to do Photoshop as The Undertaker and just send them to him without context. Because I just thought it'd be nice for them to be friends. Yeah. And he was just so, like, why are you trying to make The Undertaker angry? I said, I'm not. I just want you to be mates. Just get the man blocked. Yeah. Well, Tom, well, Tom did you buy John a $1,000 Taker cameo? I need, I couldn't afford it. Otherwise, I would have done it. You were for Call a Hog. You're a millionaire. Oh, fair point. That's it. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm stockpiling my money. Yeah. Keep it in big bags here, labeled YouTube money. On behalf of Adam, maybe you should be telling people that you're poor on the air. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Hang on, let me, one, on, one let me adjust one. my rope waistband here down in lieu of a belt. <laughs> what are you using to hold your pants up? This is an extension cord. I just... <laughs> just on your cord. Yeah. Just tie it up. I'm off after this for my one meal of the day in my one bed apartment. <laughs> you guys want some crackers? I got a ton. Oh, can I, I best not spoil my appetite. I've got a biscuit for tea. <laughs> Had to fight a dog for it, but I, I, earned, I earned this meal. So this is a dog biscuit now. Like in, we're saying now, it's still a dog. It doesn't matter. It's still got the same nutrients. Nice. It's got I'm protein. It's got dairy. That's, that's I'm so happy to be there, right? You know? <laughs> I'm so happy working for YouTube. My daily supply of vitamins and minerals, I guess. <laughs> and I got clean teeth now, so. <laughs> and a shiny coat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been to the park a whole lot more recently. <laughs> I'm just having a new appreciation for it. I don't know what to tell you. It's, it's just, you know, jogging, catching frisbees. Not with my mouth, that would be dumb. <laughs> I'll, I'll bet your multivitamin doesn't kill fleas. Hey, you know. <laughs> Guess who's not going to have Lyme disease? This <laughs> All right, show off. It's <laughs> <laughs> the big shot over there not getting Lyme disease like the rest of us, surface dwellers. <laughs> Guys, Bam Bam and Henry got arrested, so keep talking. Oh, sorry. But don't know. This has been a this has been a fantastic man. Been a beefy, uh, big beefy it's brawl. A hoss fight. Big it's a hoss beefy fight. brawl, which is also what Bam Bam's initials stand for. Big beefy brawl. <laughs> big right. beefy brawler. Salad in there. That is basically just a spring mix <laughs> from the grocery store that they put into a bucket and probably put like some Italian dressing on it and said, "Here, this is." He went to catering. Put his greasy forearm on the table and just swipe the salad right into the bucket before this match. <laughs> sure, Henry O'Guy would spend a lot of time at the catering table. <laughs> He's got to maintain that great physique. That's not true. He was on TV every week. 
Hey. Oh, oh, I, I should say that. He was on TV. <laughs> he really was. They used him a lot. Vince Vince was very happy with Henry O. Godwin's work. Yeah, dude. I, I would see him every week on Raw. Like, it's like, oh, they're the guy ones. All right, let's go. <laughs> Vince is the half of the Drake meme where it says, where he's smiling, giving the thumbs up, and it says, like, hog farmer wrestlers. <laughs> oh. He's just the one half of it. Yes. Bam Bam Bigelow was so good at the no sell. Oh, he's great in general. Like, like at this point, like I mean, he was. I love Bam Bam Bigelow. Like he was a he was a wrestler that I grew up with. You know, again, watching uh, wrestling in the South, I watched a lot of NWA, WCW type stuff. So I saw Bam Bam Bigelow a lot, and I saw him when he was in the WWF too. Um, but ECW is where I'll remember Bam Bam Bigelow. To me personally, mostly. Because one of my favorite pay-per-views of all time is Heat Wave 98 with uh, him and Taz going through the, the ramp. Mm. Oh, that was a phenomenal match. So, yeah, I'll always have love in my heart for Bam Bam Bigelow. There's old times he would throw Spike Dudley into the, into the fifth row, just launch him. Right. Well, what a nonsense finish. Wait a minute. All that for that. So, wait, the finish was he missed a middle rope knee. And got rolled up for three. Yes. Devastating. That's the long and short of it. Yes. Oh, and he's grabbing the slop. You're not taking my salad. I earned this. <laughs> this is my pay. Boxcar Bob. He's fighting for a salad. To eat after the match. <laughs> or he can have the carrots. Uh, how many? Wait, Nick? This... Yeah. Professor, how many stars did uh, Dave give this one? Oh, Dave, don't disappoint me, man. One and three quarter. Oh, you're close. He gave it three quarters of a star. <laughs> well, I actually gave him more credit. This has just been so sporadic with these, these star ratings. But yeah, because oh, that was a horrible match. Nine on the Lakers. Who is nine on the Lakers? I'm trying to remember now. I think that was Kobe. He wasn't in the NBA yet. Well, in 95, he wasn't? 96, he was drafted. By the Hornets, who traded him for Vladi Divac. So who was number nine? Nick Van Exel, maybe? Maybe. Is that what Backlund's talking to him about? Probably. You know I have the right to take that jersey off of you because I am a big fan of <laughs> Nick Van Exel. <laughs> That's a fact! Just... <laughs> The vest shopping continues. Look, man. Okay, HBK can pull. It's HBK. He can wear any vest he wants to. <laughs> you know what? Since I'm on with you guys, I'm gonna get a little salty. He can wear whatever damn vest he wants. <laughs> Best part is the hat the, matches. That's for the kids. <laughs> with the hat to match the long earrings, the tiger stripes on the head. <laughs> you can't. Can't match HBK when it comes to what he's wearing. Can't. Just in terms of everything about Shaw Michaels, we've talked about this on a few of these. Like in terms of his style and his presentation, he is untouchable during this time. Sean, Sean's alpha here is: What if Judas Priest were a Christian band? <laughs> oh. oh, they're playing him to the ring. That's nice. It's just like when Motorhead played Hunter out. Yeah. <laughs> Same level. 
<laughs> same level. I love Lemmy. Color with CM laughing. Punk, same thing. <laughs> we we are an RBQ, and we're gonna kick your ass. <laughs> no pictures. I liked. Um, was it the second time Motorhead played Triple H the Ring, and Lemmy blatantly couldn't remember the words. And the first time, and the third time. I'm the game you wanna play me. I'm the game you wanna play me. Lemmy can do whatever the hell Lemmy wants to do. Exactly. Lemmy can do whatever he wants. He's not with us anymore. Lemmy can do whatever he wants. The late Lemmy. The late Lemmy. Legend. I'm the game you wanna play me. There were only three guys in that band, and they rocked. (laughs) Even the ring announcer is wearing a vest. Who was the ring announcer for, for this? That's Manny Garcia, who. Fun fact, had a small part in Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Well, there you go. He did. What was he doing? He was in the, um, when they were showing Ace the video of Snowflake, he was he was the dolphin trainer doing, doing tricks Come on, with Snowflake, him. let's go! Blue 42, Blue 42! Wow. Yes, that guy? Wow. Yes, that's Manny Garcia. Wow. The more you know, I had no idea. Dang it. Wow. <laughs> well, he only has two claims of fame, this and that. That's it. <laughs> Hello, Johnson and Kay Jonesborough and oh, I couldn't see the sign. I was trying to read that sign they had at the front. <laughs> Jared, Jared. 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 Mean. Oh wow! You get it? How that's so creative. Is that a name or a suggestion? <laughs> this guy. He's got multiple outfits. He's like Miss Elizabeth for WrestleMania Four. <laughs> Now, everything is blinking at the same time, which means everything has to be coordinated together. Either everything is hooked up together and Jeff Jarrett is like put together like a marionette in the back of that jacket (laughs) because everything's blinking together. Mm -hmm. Like that is, I'm intrigued by this. (laughs) Is it remote controlled? Do they have to start everything exactly at the same time so it would all blink together? Like I have so many more questions. You know what Vince oh, wishes he could remote control the talents? <laughs> That's the next step. Well, he remote controlled the crowd for the last year and a half. So That's he's... true. <laughs> I reckon Vince is going to really miss this is awesome dot wav when they get back on the road in front of real people. <laughs> I hit the mic. Yeah, it's like Shawn Michaels. Uh, it happens. It happens. <laughs> it's chill. One of my favorite Professor Nick Harrison TikToks is the Shawn Michaels entrance because it's the Shawn Michaels entrance of like the the early noughties where like he has a, a different, more pronounced energy to him. Right. I really like. Just that. the best. And then of Other course, than- that was the one with the suspenders that I pulled down and then just started stripping in the middle, just dancing. I thought you were going to say you did the um, zip line entrance off, off something really high. I saw that it made 12. <laughs> You know what? Now that you said that, I'm gonna have to do that. <laughs> we can crowdsource it if you want. Make it worth I'll your while. Tag called the hall again. I have to do that because there's a trampoline park that's near here that has. <laughs> so I can just get somebody to film me from below, coming yes. down the zip line. Someone's got a point. Like he He's ascending from above. Do it! Do it! But I'm gonna have to do it real slow. Like I'm scared and I'm holding <laughs> on to dear life, but Vince is in the back, just in full-on Vince mode. Oh, can't. 
If I have two requests, it's that one. I'm gonna get you a tank so you can be Rusev. <laughs> oh. There's actually a tank. The trampoline park. There's a tank. The, <laughs> there's a tank around the corner from my house. The only question is where they let me get on. Oh, Christ, where'd you live? There's <laughs> a red square. Just like Steven Seagal, whenever you ask him if he's done so, man, I've been doing that for about 35, 75 years. Everything you ask me about, I'm like, yeah, it's right around the corner from my house. <laughs> I live in a very convenient part of Louisiana. It's right around the corner from my house. <laughs> but I legit, there's a park that's around the corner from where I live that has a tank sitting in front of one of the buildings. And I don't know if you can actually get up on it or near it, but I would, I would absolutely do that. I mean, I already, I did the Kurt Angle one today, so I have the gold medals. That I could put around my neck for Russo. Nice. Like, why not? That's amazing. It's, it's just a fun idea. I could see the news story now. A man in a red satin jacket was arrested today for attempting to start up a tank. This guy wearing this members only jacket on top of this tank. <laughs> what is he doing? Get him down. When sir, you, you have to get down. Again. <laughs> I don't know if you understand. I'm on TikTok, sir. <laughs> this is official business. No, I'm let me to ride this tank. <laughs> I'm trying to do my job. How do you spend your summers, officer? Enforcing <laughs> the law? <laughs> <laughs> I'm entertaining 10-year-olds. <laughs> I think Jared's I think Jared's tights are made of the same material that book socks are made of. <laughs> okay, let's 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 break this down. Like, I've got a cushion that looks like that. This is like is that aqua? Like crushed velvet with black and white stripes into pulp. What is he? It looks stretchy. Oh, 95. We barely knew ye. I think I, I think they look, I would probably use those as pajamas if I had them. They look comfy pajamas. Like, let's, let's, this is just 25 years ago, guys. Let's, let's really dig in. Like 25, 26 years ago. That's not that far away. It's actually not, like, is it? No. And he's wearing crushed ve- like this. <laughs> Look at this. Look at this. I'm living cowboy in boots. Professor Nick in Harrison's fashion boots. guides throughout this show. I could be Cultaholics, Mr. Blackwell, apparently. Like this is you might be. This is this will be my new job. Like, let's take a look at what they're wearing. This is ridiculous. How dare you? <laughs> I, I will say, of all the years that Jarrett had this had outfits like this, I never understood the jail cell over the nipples on his chest there <laughs> that he always seemed to have. This, yeah, it's an it's a it's an interesting decision. I don't know where that sort of fashion comes from. It must be from a music video. And there are people who looked at that, and then and then the roadie add the roadie on top of who's wearing a vest on top of like what looks like a. a t-shirt that he got from a truck stop and it's like <laughs> you see all of these things together and you say to yourself somebody was backstage looked at all of these guys every single one of them and said you know what yes <laughs> that's it sign off on it we can't we can't do any better hey somebody call Milan call Milan <laughs> you ain't getting no better than this we need to get J-E-double-F J A double R E double T on the W A L K W A Y <laughs> walkway. Yes, I'm a teacher. Um. <laughs> 
I was going to say on the <laughs> on the walkthrough. I think I think Earl's the most hastily dressed person on this show so far. Possibly. Even he's wearing like some cheeky red underpants. <laughs> of course. Yeah, those referees, man. That's what they got on underneath. Yeah, they got some action going on down there. If I was a ref, I'd be wearing something that made me feel a little bit sexy underneath. Look at that. Look at that old strut, baby. How Sean dare Sean like- Michaels take the Fargo strut? <laughs> Sean looks like Hangman here with the with the uh, with the five o'clock shadow and the mane of hair he has going on tonight. Like this was. Like that, Shawn Michaels. This was Playgirl, Shawn Michaels, right? Mm-hmm. Like ruggedly sexy Shawn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait till they make him puke worthy. Shawn as, as world champion in the year, <laughs> and they wonder why the he can't draw as much. Well, that's a big gap in the crowd <laughs> where the kids can run up. No problem with social distancing at this crowd. Where, where is this? Where is the security? Mm. They're getting sacked backstage along with uh, Doink and Dink. <laughs> With um, with the TikTok stuff, just to just to dip back to it, because it's gonna break the count here, and the matches are gonna continue. Um, so you 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 got the app. You went. This is this is for kids. I'm not bothered. So what made you go? Actually, we'll give it a go. What was the deciding factor, Nick? Well, when quarantine started, <clears throat> I was uh, doing some work, uh, taking care of kids uh, during uh, the pandemic. I was doing a day like a childcare during the day. Um, for a local hospital and uh, one of my co-workers who was there was like you should get back on TikTok because she was on it she wasn't making any TikTok she was just looking at them but she loved watching them she was like this would be perfect for you you do a great job so I decided to get on it and um, it turned out that she was absolutely right like I I got on and uh, the first one that I did was about Tiger King Uh, I actually didn't get into the wrestling uh, for a couple weeks, maybe months, into doing the TikTok deal, but uh, once I started getting into it and saw that there was a community for it, I dove headfirst into it and started doing entrances and stuff like that, and people just absolutely uh, fell in love with it, and uh, it was just something that I would always do around the house anyway, because who doesn't dance around their house like Shawn Michaels every now and then? Like who, who among us doesn't get out of the shower and like twig- wiggle our hips like Val Venus? <laughs> You know, this is for wrestling fans. Stuff like that is relatable because it's the kind of stuff that they do around their house. And uh, I, so that's, I just dove into it and fell in love with it. And that's how it all came to be. And then followers came with it and uh, everything happened kind of rapidly. And now we're uh, getting close to uh, 700,000 followers, which is Amazing. just ridiculous to me. But I, you know, I love it. And I appreciate everybody who uh, supports and who enjoys the content. If they keep, like I've said from the beginning, if you keep liking it, I'll keep making it. So it's just, it's a lot of fun. But I love it. It's great. Just 700,000 in, in what, almost a year, a little over a year? A little over a year. I started in April of last year. And by the time uh, we got to April of this year, I was at, uh, I think, uh, 450,000, uh, close to 500,000. So yeah, it's uh and it's continued to grow since then. And that was just April and it's uh June and I'm already past six hundred and fifty thousand. So you could guess that by August it'll be uh three quarters of a million. And uh by this time next year we'll already be in a million. Uh you would think. 
just amazing. Could, the bottom could just fall out. <clears throat> and I just stopped getting followers. And that would be fine too, because I've 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 loved what I've done uh so far and I really enjoy doing it and I'm gonna keep doing it. Uh you know, because the people who already follow enjoy it. So I'll I'll keep doing it for them. And it's helping everything else grow with Twitter and Instagram and those accounts are starting to grow a little bit. I've been shared a couple times now by uh, Bleacher Report for uh, on Instagram uh, with some of my stuff, and uh, of course the retweets from Shayna Baszler and uh, 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 Riddle and uh, some of the other guys from the WWE. And Batista, Did Batista drop you one? I was going to say Batista dropped you a retweet, didn't he? Yeah, uh, he's like, I love this guy because somebody had posted the video from TikTok of me doing the uh, the Batista entrance into the classroom. And Batista uh, retweeted that retweet, uh, that posting. It was like, man, I love this guy. And people were messaging me like, oh, my God, Batista retweeted you, dude. Like, Batista just shared your video. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what did you say? I So that was ridiculous. Man. That, that, to me, was like the height of what I was doing. And then uh, I did the Undertaker video at school. And not too long after that, maybe even that same day, uh, I got a message from the WWE and they were like, hey, <clears throat> would you like to come on? Take on these down. The They're copyright infringement. Yeah. Like, excuse me. <laughs> there are intellectual property. It's John Laurinaitis. I'm the executive <laughs> vice president of Relations and the interim general manager of Raw. You're in direct violation of what the WWE is trying to do on TikTok. And we ask that you take these videos down immediately. No, that's not what they, they messaged her like, would you like to be on the bump? And I said, yes. So, I, of course, WWE says, hey, would you like to? Yes. <laughs> we want you to do. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. What, what do you want me to do? Tap dance on Raw? Sure, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, it was a lot of fun and uh, really enjoyed it and uh, hope to do it again sometime. Nice. Pretty cool, man. So, you go from not from deleting TikTok. To being on WWE, I was going to say it's like a year. It's <laughs> pretty ridiculous, but I, I I love it. A lot of people remember the pandemic for being a bad time, but look what you're able to do in just that 14 yeah. month stretch. It's it's wild to look back at everything like that to say <laughs> there are people who look at what happened, and it is it's a horrible, terrible, terrible thing. Yeah, and uh, I'm glad that the world is starting to get back to some sense of normalcy. But to be able to not only survive during that time, but thrive, uh, especially in the realm of social media, where a lot of people blew up during the pandemic because they were all at home and didn't have anything to do. Yeah. I actually did a video uh, during that time where I was like, you know why TikTok, uh, why some people started to blow up on TikTok, right? Because their teachers who did theater back in college have nothing to do because they're locked up in their homes. So they decided to get on TikTok and act a fool. People started following. Just basically what it was. Great sell from Jared there as he oh. dropped the plums on, on Rody's head. Oh, no. It's been an Gotta excellent match. And I'd be remiss if I didn't go back and point out Sean's bump over the corner post of the floor where he landed right on his hip on the outside. Yeah. You wonder why three years later he needed a four-year break? <laughs> because he, but he gave it, he gave of himself in a lot of those bumps and a lot of those matches. Oh, he, would, he would absolutely sell out for a lot of these moves. 
And it, you know, of course he needed to take a break and heal and come back, but he came back strong and uh, about as good as he was, or if not better. And uh, just better person, certainly. And better person, absolutely. And uh, that was part of what helped him to rejuvenate and continue his career. I would argue that his return run was stronger than his first run. You can make that argument. You can absolutely make that argument. You know, I feel like there was a different energy all. there that was that I really that I really appreciated as a wrestling fan. I mean, Shawn Michaels at like a, a, a obviously not full speed, but like at a speed where like he's certainly in the mix with everyone. and he's in there with younger guys and and giving back a little bit and giving us some dream matches along the way and. Yeah, I really loved him in the mix in the early North. He's in a better place. He was not sabotaging or tanking anybody during a match. No, if anything, he's lifting quite a few people. Not all the time, yeah. but most of the With time. the exception of Hulk Hogan. <laughs> oh, um, yes, but that's fine. Well, but that was great in its own way. But yeah, that's, you know, that's one of my favorite Shawn Michaels things ever. <laughs> that match is something special. That Just, I, tell, I tell myself that was a tribute to Kurt Hennig. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. God, he just he bounced around that ring like it was like he was on a trampoline at a park round the corner from Professor Nick Harrison. He as if he was the rock getting stone cold stunned by Steve Austin. <laughs> yeah. That's how he was flipping around the ring. <laughs> if Sean hated Olsen had to take that same bump. Can you imagine he would have landed in the rafters? <laughs> <laughs> Stutter. Do 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 <laughs> It's been, this has been a great match from the NXT creative team. Ooh. <laughs> Shots fired. Bow, bow, bow. Shots is, fired. That, is that what young Jeffrey's doing now? Because when we had him on Coltonic, sh- I wasn't allowed to ask him about like the WWE stuff. I'm not sure. I, I know Sean and Rhodey definitely are, but I think Jarrett might have something to do with it. Mm. I, I can't tell what their hierarchy is anymore. He's there, but I don't know if yeah. that's exactly what he's doing. I hear, I hear his podcast with Conrad is great, although I haven't listened to it yet. Very good. It's really good. It's like a three-part deep dive into like the starting up of TNA wrestling and loads of stuff in there about like the money behind it and the people who were there and, and, you know, and lots of lots of questions I always wanted answered. And Tell me this. Tell me this. Does, does he mention the name Jay Hassman at all? Oh, I don't think, he, not that it springs to mind, but I haven't finished part three yet. So whether or not he comes yeah. up in part three. Because if, if he does, then I have an inspiration for a future piece that I want to do. Oh, all right. Well, I shall, I shall dip in and I shall see whether Jay Hassman comes up. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, but there's <laughs> loads of stuff about, um, he did the whole podcast on um, WWA, which was the pre-TNA. World Wrestling All-Stars. Toured around Europe. I was like, Yes! When Disco, and, when Disco Inferno got into a fight with bananas and pajamas. <laughs> yep. Wrestling. Wrestling. He started doing um, at that time Disco Inferno. I'll give this to Disco Inferno. He's, he's, the only interaction I've had is where he said something nasty about me, so I'm not going to give him too much. Um, but it was during that WWA show that he started busting out the village people's elbow. Where he'd put a, a builder's hat on, do the YMCA, and then bounce across the ropes. I was like, "Yeah, I like that. That's good. That's good." 
It's so stupid it works. And with Disco it works as well because his whole shtick <laughs> was he, he a bloody idiot. And, uh, he was good for what he was. Yeah. He was a bad wrestler. He was not. He was a safe worker mm-hmm. who, played, who played a goofball and played it well. Nothing wrong with that. The great Glenn Gilberty. Mm-hmm. What a sometimes, guy. Sometimes a bit of an asshole. <clears throat> but a great worker. <laughs> yes. sure. Got it. He did the clothesline and in one motion did the kip up. That's amazing. That's the kind of athlete that he was, man. Mm-hmm. Or if you if you play the yeah, wrestling games, triangle then square. Right. <laughs> the flying burrito. She just sent down move. That's that's what, what was it? He didn't call it that or Ventor? It was one or the other. Whatever. Well, Vince doesn't know what burrito is, so it couldn't have been Vince. The, the flying steak wrap. Flying the flying steak wrap. Did you, I don't know whether you heard that story, Nick. It's an amazing story they did the rounds a little while ago. Where um, now there was going to be an angle where it was was it during was it during the Eddie Guerrero Big Show story or am I far? Yeah, where where Big Show hijacked all the food that Eddie like it was having delivered, but it was tainted. So when he ate it, he got the uh, got the runs. Yeah, that was it. And they and they did this thing where they said we're gonna we're gonna taint all the burritos. And Vince is like. Pal, no one's gonna know what a burrito is. I don't know what a burrito is. And then they're like, um, Vince, you, you, you had a burrito for lunch today, and you had one yesterday. And like, turned out Vince just thought it was a meat wrap, a steak wrap. So he's been having burritos for weeks. He's like, I don't know what a burrito is. It's what you've been having every day, Vince. It's a steak wrap. It's just another beautiful. It's another beautiful Vince McMahon story about how delightfully eccentric he is. Yeah. Like the story about how he got the pirate Paul Burchill gimmick killed off because he never heard of Pirates of the Caribbean. That was it. Oh. It just made like three hundred million at the box office or whatever. No one's heard of Pirates of the Caribbean, pal. Who knows Johnny Depp? They have. Who's this Johnny Depp guy? Let's do a pay per view called Great Balls of Fire. That's what I'm wrong. Everybody knows Jerry Lee Lewis. He's a classic. I got. Vince, bless. It's like when Mr. Burns put together a softball team and had like Honus Wagner and Mordecai Three Finger Brown. Uh, sir, they've all been dead for a hundred years. <laughs> WrestleMania Killer Kowalski versus Dr. Jerry Graham. <laughs> Sell out the building, pal. <laughs> oh, bless him. This has been the best match of the night. This might be. Okay. This might be just the best match that we've seen in the last few months on this podcast. It, it very well could be, and I'm trying to think what the last truly great match we saw was. Marty Jannetty doing the clown. <laughs> was that the last good one? Probably, oh, the Bre- Owen, probably the Brett Owen Cajun match. Oh yeah, that was. Oh, that was good. But I remember it was me, you, and Matthew Gregg, and uh, I think we just started doing Dave Meltzer impressions for 20 minutes. We went. Oh yeah, this, is this really good match because we're just all doing Dave Meltzer impressions. It's um, it's uh, it's a really good match. Um, I'm not sure I would have done the cage escapes. That's um, even though it's been tradition in in Vince's territory to um, oh, here we go. You no, know, um, yeah, um, you know, um, I love Dave, but he's God just love, God love him. He he lends himself well to impression. He lends himself well to 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 a good impression. Mm-hmm. He's a bit of a figure of fun, but we love him. I like his comic every Friday. It's always nice. <laughs> so, 
the 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 backstage thing you've alluded to has that happened yet? No. Right. It's going to happen post match here. Oh, okay. I'll say at this point, Jared's probably not in a good mood, given what's about to come. Right. Is it that? <laughs> oh, not this. Not this. A little bit this. of chin music. Excellent match. Sweet chin music. It was a great match, man. How many stars do you reckon Dave gave that, Professor? I would say three and three quarter. Ooh, four and a half. Really? Dave ramped it up for this. Dave loved this one. Deservedly so, though. Yeah, yeah. Deservedly so. It's a fantastic match between these two. That's got to be one of the best matches Dave's ranked in the last 12 months in WWF. Have we had any four and a half or five stars? And this match, too, if I'm not mistaken, a pretty solid run as IC champ. Sean Lang working the hard camera because he's a rebel. Well, there is a um, there is a roadblock coming up for this IC title run, which we are going to get you back on to discuss with us, Professor. Uh, it seems only appropriate, <laughs> considering what's around the corner. Did a teacher be involved? <laughs> so that's story. right. Mo wins the Intercontinental title. Nice. <laughs> so shall I give the Love exposition you. for for what we don't see? Yeah, do it. Okay, so Jarrett and Rhodey walked out of the company during this show. They were supposed to, they were supposed to do the angle after this match at some point, I guess later in the night, where it was revealed that Jarrett had done the Millie Vanilli thing. It was called lip syncing. And uh, Jarrett felt that that would be a, too, too much of a killer for him to be lose his belt and be exposed as a fraud both in the same night. He thought that was going to bury him too much. So he walked out, and Rhodey, out of solidarity... And what would have been his face turned over to be revealed as, of course, the actual singer of the song walked out with Jarrett. So there's now a big hole in the card as a result of what has gone down here. Oh. So the walkout, as the walkout, is the walkout about to happen? Like there's, there's Jeff. Somewhere, somewhere, either in the next match or during the main event, that Jarrett legit leaves the building in a huff and Rudy goes with him. Oh, God, Barry. <laughs> I want, I want Rikishi's jacket. What is, is wait a minute. Does Razor have his t-shirt tucked into his tights? He yes. certainly does. What are, what are we? <laughs> There's a man with a jock strap on his head. Portuguese man of war. <laughs> Portuguese man of war sighting. Auga, <laughs> auga. Aldo Montoya. People at sports memorabilia conventions are more tastefully dressed than what I'm seeing tonight. <laughs> there is some looks, isn't there? There is. Some, I'm glad we've got Nick Harrison here to. That's how you sell the merch. <laughs> That's how you sell the merch, baby. We gotta push merch. We gotta push merch, pal. Don't worry, guys. Where's the sunglasses? Wear them. No fear, and Janko jeans were on the way. And this South Park t shirts. Generations before Ed Hardy. Generations. <laughs> Think about that, kids. <laughs> that kid's wearing an eight ball hat, which which commemorates what the wardrobe uh, coordinator was was on when they came <laughs> up with whatever he was wearing. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> what, what is Okay, we're back to Doc uh, Henry now. What is. Okay. Shit. What's going on? He's got oh, a wait. 
That's a design on his shirt. That's, that is Certainly a low-level mystery that has been driving me insane for the past half hour. But look at It's the best part of the show. And then there's a purple dinosaur. You're not going to believe it. Right. Okay. So despite the fact that Jeff and the roadie have walked out, they're going to continue telling the story. Yes. So yeah, I guess, I guess it was right after this match and they just got up and left. Probably there's probably, Jared, probably still with his tights still on. Jeez, that, that was him velvet. leaving out the door right there. If you look at the top right corner, that's him leaving out the door. There you go. Or so shoot. <laughs> Gosh, I mean, what what do we think, team? Like, would it have ruined? Would it have killed off Jeff Jarrett had both the IC title and his singing career ended tonight? I don't think it would. I don't think it would have. No. I think it would have just made him an, an even bigger heel. Yeah. But you know what? I guess I don't blame for heat. I guess I don't blame him for feeling that way though. He has he has a right to consider how he's booked. I'm not saying he should have walked out necessarily, but maybe you should have gone over this before and. uh Come up with a better plan. Yeah, offered something else. To yeah. Because I think it's it's just it's a shame because like it would have made you know you could have had that revelation and then you could have had some nice Jarrett Rody matches. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Probably would have been for SummerSlam. Yeah, I think good like a modern day sort of DiBiase Virgil type situation with the. So wait, was Owen wearing both belts? No, Yoko was dragging the other one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cornette is the third most. Third best dressed person this entire show, <laughs> and he's just wearing what he usually wears. But with like yeah. everybody else wearing, he, he Cornette dresses every Nyquil bottle on the shelf. <laughs> little red, little green. <laughs> the Allied Powers. Oh, so well, Tom, this Nick, is historic. Is is this, this the last one? This is Lex Luger's last pay per view match in this company. Oh. Because something's going to happen. Yep. In a wonderful white shirt. Mm-hmm. But you know, we talk about the fat, what people have been wearing, but the, the, the mullets on this show, they're everywhere. Strong mullet game. Yeah, even, even Rhodey with the, the, the braided mullet, kind of. <laughs> like, was this like a thing? He was like a redneck version of one of the twins from the from uh, the Matrix. Seemed like, yeah. I had, uh, I had uh, some mates who used to do a podcast called The New Generation Project, where they used to rate all the New Generation era pay-per-views. And at the end of each one, they would do Mullet of the Night. To, so you're absolutely right. And they commemorate who had the best mullet. I believe on this night, they voted Lex Luger as the Mullet of the Night. You know very feathery. You know who I miss? Who'd you miss, Nick? Carlos Cabrera and Hugo Savinovich. Agreed. Those was the best parts of the pay-per-view. You didn't understand a word they were saying. <laughs> they were into it, man. <laughs> Carlos has not had a day off in 28 years. <laughs> Michael Cole e ties. Like <laughs> <laughs> you you lived off their energy, didn't you? You you dived yeah. into their energy. The you remember I make a lot of Simpsons references on this show, obviously, but Remember the remember the one where they were watching the soccer match in Springfield and Camp Brockman just like and he holds it and he holds it <laughs> holds it and you go to the Spanish announcer and he and he's like like full energy like that's Hugo Savinovich compared to the, the the English announce team no matter who it is just going for it that was yeah. them just going for it. 
See, so with, full with, energy. With the professor being here, I can I can complain about the one part of British Bulldogs entrance that I bored Justin with plenty already. Um, so when I don't know whether you noticed this, Nick. I don't know whether I, it's a, I took umbrage with it because I'm obviously British. Um, when Ooh. Bulldog came out, he'd have the fireworks going off. And every time he called out the fireworks going off, Vince would go, there they are, and the rocket's red glare, which is which is America the Beautiful. And not God Save the Queen. I was about to say, they don't say anything, God Save the Queen? It's not, no, we don't say Somebody that. needs to get on that. <laughs> we don't Gotta say change those lyrics, God Save the Queen. Well, Tom, I figured it out. Okay. Look, you know how when, when they beat WCW, we, we reminded of that fact for, for every day for 20 years after the fact? That's Vince reminding you who won the Revolutionary War 200 years after the fact. God's sake. <laughs> Sorry. I just pissed off half our audience, but I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying it Vince is. Wow. <laughs> I feel very outnumbered to today. Okay. I love you guys. Uh, right? I, never I love him too. I'm just, I'm explaining Vince's rationale because Vince is a proud American and a little too proud sometimes, I think. He is very. What's your favorite part of the UK, Nick? Anything you love about the UK in particular? Uh, Gloucestershire. Nice. Well, how do you know Gloucestershire? It's just a word that I knew. I didn't. I've never been. There. But, uh, I, I only got excited because I lived there for a while, so I was quite excited then that you'd mentioned all my old. Actually, I have friends uh, who live in that part of the UK. <laughs> who've been from uh, different parts of from different. Just being on the internet for as long as I have, I used to do Periscope. And uh, I had a lot of folks who uh, were from that part of uh, the UK. Uh, actually, if you go to my SoundCloud page, uh, there is a bit that I used to do when I, I, I hosted a show on ESPN Radio years ago. Ah. And there was a bit that I would do called um, Quotes from Les Miles, read by a British dame. <laughs> and it was this girl, it was this British girl that I knew. And uh, we would record her reading quotes from Les Miles. If, I, I don't know if you know who Les Miles is, Tom, but he is a ridiculous college football coach who says the dumbest things ever. <laughs> so to hear, it was just, it was, I would just die laughing every time we would record these. I'd be in tears uh, just listening to her do it. So yeah, I think she was from Gloucestershire. Oh, yeah. I died. For as for as wacky as Les Miles is, you look at all the great coaches who have never won a national title. He could say he's won at least one. He's he's won at least one, eating grass and winning championships. Apparently, <laughs> that's right. Old he Les sounds fun. He he is. He's a great insane. Guy. They he call him the Mad Hatter. <sighs> where where are we gone? We're in a match. <laughs> yeah. Owen Hart and Yoko Zuna oh. against Lex Luger. Wait wait, I can tie it in. Like bona fide Hall of Famers. And we're talking about Les Miles eating grass. Like, what is? Hang on, you know, I can segue out there. What up, Mister Fuji? Professor, if you give me a moment, I can segue that perfectly. Oh. And, and speaking of Les Miles, Lex Luger will be is going to jump back to WCW and, and for a travel schedule that involves Les Miles. Ah. Oh, look at. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. A little golf clap for you for that. You're getting a golf clap. Where? Does this it should, he should get a raise? Like what? What is? What is? What are you making? Adam, did you hear that? Give him more. <laughs> more. Please, Adam. We could do with some more money. <laughs> Please, sir. Oh, Jesus I'd Christ! Like some more. Flipping. Oh. That was. Good God. You're right. 
how did Owen not turn? I mean, just, I mean, I don't know whose fault that really was, but that was just, probably. Thank God, it was okay. Probably cheap shots. <laughs> cheap shots in the corner. How dare you fly into my corner? Why is that okay? You're the good guys. Come on, man. That's right. So this is the end of the Allied powers after this. Yes. Which makes me essentially. Bull, Bulldog is this wonderful figure of fun that just keeps turning up in the WWF. And he has the most wild mental promos. In that thick old Mancunian Northwest England accent that just, just brings deep joy. Because at this point, he is roided to the gills. Like, he is massive. He is, yeah. he, if, sometimes he looks like he's moving and he's thigh deep in treacle because he's that big. <laughs> he's just, but it's always a pleasure. He was unique. Oh, we should bring the wishbone spot back. No one does that anymore. Well, because we want to preserve the plums, guy. Well, that's why you work it. You don't actually tear the guy's nuts off. I would hope not. <laughs> Cooperation. Imagine watching Monday Night Raw. What is this move? Oh my god! <laughs> oh! Go to commercial! Six Go to commercial. Bezel's legs have been broken tonight. Vast deference here, vast deference there. Oh, you, you. Oh, I think it's funny how the crowd was. That's funny how the crowd was bone Owen waving the uh, Japanese flag there when the Tennessee Titans now play in Nissan Stadium. <laughs> Different though, isn't it? America. Mm. America. America. Oh, nice irony. America. America. Was this. So Nick, um, was this? Oh, sorry, go on. Ask Nick a question. I'll, 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 I'll say, Nick, in this period, who was your favorite wrestler in the company? Would you say? Good shout. Oh. In the WWF during this period, it would yeah, probably we're... be uh, uh, probably between uh, Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon. Okay. Like I, which I was watching more WCW uh, during this time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was between Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon. I loved those guys without question that's great oh because back then that's that's what cool was back then mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah it is. that's what cool was they each had a natural swagger to them yeah so if i had to like if, if you if feet to fire i would say raise ramon it's just he's just so cool to me, man. good shout i lean more towards sean but i was a, I was a razor fan too Razor kind of captured that bad. Actually, he's the bad guy, but it was the whole idea that we were—he was like a Steve Austin, but many years before. Yeah, that bad, that that who should be in theory like a a heel is beloved, and it's almost like sometimes Vince was very reluctant to always go all in on that. He didn't compromise when he turned face. I reckon they made a champion. He would have done. And during that time, to me, those were some of your more popular guys, guys who did not compromise when they turned face. Mm-hmm. Like they continued to do what they were doing. Like Shawn Michaels, he was still doing a lot of stuff that he was already doing anyway. Yeah. That's kind of why I loved him. You know, Diesel was the same way. Like this was the period during the WWF before they really went into the whole attitude deal where you had your, like I said it earlier, your biggest 
you know, faces, your biggest good guys in the company were really dudes who were doing heel stuff. But they were just, it was just cool, you know, at the time. And, the, you know, they had the fans behind them and they seemed to be really cool with each other. Like you saw the backstage segment uh, a little while ago after Sean won the Intercontinental Championship. There was Razor, there was Diesel right there and they were all congratulating each other. Mm-hmm. But they were still, you know, in the ring. They were still gouging eyes and doing stuff while the ref's back was turned. Like that was their deal. Mm-hmm. Wrestling is an outlet for people who are vengeful or subversive. So to see good guys color within the lines so much, it's uh, you know, you can see how kind of phony that is. Like, like even star athletes can be like uh, cutthroat on on the field or on the court. So it's not normal to see that. Right. Everyone's a shade of gray to some degree. Even Luger during this match, it's been a Don't really do. Well, he he. He knows where the exit door is located. So yeah. He's definitely motivated. Like I'm about to get out of here anyway. So <laughs> he's on his way out of the company at this point. It's uh, and it's we'll, we'll, we'll do a bit of a retrospective, I'm sure, when we talk about him turning up in WCW. But a guy that like was so near yet so far with becoming the guy in WWE. They gave him a bus. They gave him a flipping bus. And the the one thing that I noticed about him was like he had all the trappings, but he just didn't look like he was enjoying himself at all. Oh no. Jesus. No. Oh good enough. <laughs> Beautiful. I don't know how Yoko could really jump at that point. I'm not sure if he was. So now big. wait a minute. So what really? <laughs> That'll be it. Oh, the referee was distracted because he was trying to get Bulldog out of the ring. Come on. That's right. The American hero gets beat with a leg drop the way it should be. <laughs> <laughs> the old Hulk Buster. <laughs> That's Lex in the middle of the ring. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're probably wondering how I got here. Well, <laughs> kind of a long you didn't hear the record scratch. <laughs> Just little did they know that one night later, <laughs> Barbara O'Reilly intensifies. Yeah, so we're not long from that. It's it's great because the with the with the podcast, Nick. Every week we're watching each Raw and we're reading the Observer notes and we're getting closer and closer to uh, as it's now being called Wrestling Nitro at the current title of the show in time of at this timeline. There, oh, and uh, it, it's it's very we're very much nearly there. Bischoff's been told he's going to get half the money he wanted, and he's very cross about it for the opening show. Um, no mention of Mall of America yet, other than Hulk Hogan's opened a pasta store there. But it's it's all quite exciting because it's leading to a really interesting turning of events in right. in the history of the company. And it's very interesting because the consensus then was that oh they're committing suicide by putting the show on Monday's next. Like, I, against Raw, what are they thinking? They're not on the same level as McMahon's Empire and, well. I saw what happened next. <laughs> Thanks for letting us know that these phone numbers are no longer active. I was just about to pay one fifty a minute uh, for the American line. I want, I want Adam Bomb's stock tips. <laughs> oh, here we go. Did you, did anybody you here ever bring a superstar line? I never called, never. No. Mm. But I still remember uh, 1-800-909-900. 900. 
9900. 9900, yep. <laughs> Call now to find out which wrestler died over the weekend. You guys need to know what's going on with WCW. <laughs> yeah. So call now. Gene and his mustache. <laughs> call now. Call now. And don't, oh, wait, you put a three in. You've just got through to Freddy Freaker. <laughs> oh, so this is why we're wearing the vest because of Sid. Yes, it's Sid Appreciation Night. Sid Appreciation Night. Sid 316. Show your appreciation for the master and the ruler of the world. Acknowledge him. <laughs> Acknowledge <laughs> me as the chief. Nonner said cut, cut half a promo in a whisper and then cut half of it while yelling incoherently. <laughs> and, and alternate. All this shows is, is that Diesel doesn't know how to take these bubs. <laughs> Signature power slam. Yeah, Todd is called the power slam, yes. <laughs> well, it's powerful and it, it does slam him. So one take not... strikes again. <laughs> Do one take. It's what you get. It's all you get. I'm not doing it again. <laughs> Help the mid card has escaped. And this was the first in your house. Second, second one. Oh, that oh, match sure was oh, the first one. Yes. Right now. <laughs> Doctor James Andrews. He has he has twelve mansions, all paid for by famous athletes needing neck surgery. Do you are you surprised? <laughs> Everyone's gone to him. Exactly. If you're injured and you're famous, name a championship athlete. He's seen Dr. Jim. Go see Dr. James. He's the most um famous, richest, very specific doctor outside of Dr. Pimple Popper. And Kevorkian. And Cole Christ. Well, I, I, I said it before and I'll say it again. All this match does is expose just how thin the roster is. Oh, God. In, in terms of main event level talent. Oh, they didn't have a ton of guys at the top of the card. No. A wafer thin. And finally, a wafer thin roster. And you're going to see all of them. Oh, but remember, Sid is scared. Sid yes. is frightened of the Dieselman. That's why he's leaving. I'm going to spend 15 bucks to watch the show just in case he grows a spine. <laughs> in, in, in the interim time frame. It's on my time. I'm not going to fight you when the championship's not on the line. I'm not going to fight you with no TV taping. <laughs> That's the best you can come up with, Chicken Sid. Who is that? The Heavenly Bodies? Yes, Heavenly Bodies. Eli and Jacob Blue. Mabel's back out here pulling double duty. Yes. Hunter oh, and Skip. I win. Mantar. <laughs> oh. The top, the top faces get their own. Oh, they're, they're all the faces that man too. What'd you call them? Top faces? They're the top faces. Well, just the razor, faces. Sparky plug. It's Keanu Reeves. I mean, Travis of Technically 2000. Dumpster Drozzy. <laughs> all the stars. You'd be better off just getting lumberjacks, like actual lumberjacks. Yeah, John they're lumberjacks and they're okay. They sleep all night. Whack all day. That's a song. Wear high heels, suspenders, and a bra. I wish yeah. I'd been a girly, just like my dear papa. Yes. Yes. Um, me and you, buddy. Monty Python. That's right. There it is. This is the most impassioned net match promo we've seen in like a year. In fact, John, can you do Michael Palin's Lumberjacks as the Lumberjacks? 
in this match, please? Please. How dare you make this match better? Oh, oh God. <laughs> what are there, was a the hot, there was a hot rumor that that was Shane and Stephanie for a while. Uh, I see the reason. Well, if, if that was Shane, then his sweat would have washed off all the uh, all the ghoulish makeup by now. And from what I hear, sweat. I, I was under the impression that was Jared and Ivanka. <laughs> In here all week. <laughs> Enjoy, Enjoy the video. Who drink minimum? <laughs> I'm just happy. I'm just happy the PCOs out here. Yeah, the PCOs in the mix. I mean, Ring of Honor champion, former Ring of Honor champion. Sid. Very wet. What's his name. Yes. Very wet man. Look at her like Jack Sigma. So those the lumberjacks around the ring. It's funny when you think at this point, one of those lumberjacks around the ring will become the most powerful person in this company. And it's the one who's dressed just as almost as ridiculously. <laughs> That's right, King Kong. Sean gets a special entrance. I'm gonna enter with the jobbers. Oh no no no! Sean comes Are you out with me. <laughs> I am Shawn Michaels. I don't Where's even know that. Sean's belt. The I don't want people touching it. Sense. I think, no, I just, I've always taken umbrage with when a champion comes out in the wrestling without their belt. I always feel like they should always have their belt on them. Oh. Even in this circumstance, you'd have your belt on you. He doesn't need a belt. He's, he's lumberjacking. No, but he can wear it like a belt. Oh. And of course, Sean, Kid, and Razor are all standing together. Mm. Of course. Like you know, you're not going to put them anywhere else. We're all standing. Let's see if Hunter subtly floats over toward them at any point during the match. <laughs> oh, the guy in the in the flannel and backwards cap that they keep passing by. Is that? Flannel. He's got like a flannel jacket with a hood. Oh, that, oh that's Rad Radford. That's Louis Spicoli. Oh, pay win to Louis. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's my guy. I love Louis. This is his only WWF main event. And yeah. Pay win to Louis. Pay win to Louis. Pseudo NWO member Louis Spicoli. <laughs> yeah, he was one of those guys. He, yeah. he was Razor's hanger on, buddy. Yeah, so this really did show you like how Wafferthin the roster was. At this point, when like you like with the greatest respect to Pay Window Louis, uh, like, he's 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 amongst it. It's just you feel like the mid card's gonna pull you out and go one of us, one of <laughs> us. Join us in the middle of the card. He's basically <laughs> just walking around his side of the ring. Make sure that he doesn't have to get back in. So, what is the point of the lumberjack match then? It keeps Sid from what running away. What are we away. really doing? <laughs> like, I mean, I, I, I mean, I get that, but like, if if the lumberjacks aren't going to do their job, then what's the point of it? I I don't know. Just <laughs> ridiculous. Sean dives into the pile and gets the cheap shot on, on the Harrison before they rough him up in a few months in the real life. 
See, this is like with this. The issue with this is that on Monday Night Raw, we saw our first vignette of Far Two of Make a Difference Far Two, where he goes back to the street that he grew up in and he's being nice to everybody and all that stuff. But then the first time we see him on TV is this match, and I feel like it's a waste of an opportunity. Like, surely you'd have like you'd hold him off, and then on Monday Night Raw, you go, Here he is for his first match. Like, chuck him out in amongst all these bodies seems like a waste. But do you know why they had him out there, Tom? Because the roster is whopper thin. Because he's making a difference. Oh. Make a difference by two, man. He's making a difference right now. <laughs> he's making a difference in this match. He's splitting the difference, I think. <laughs> that too. I wonder, how, I wonder how, how, how many guys around his ring he's, he's put his ass in the face of. <laughs> okay. Definitely, so many. Definitely the kid. <laughs> so many. Kid, Hunter. Hunter. They all Bob, got a piece. Bob Ollie's definitely got a signal. Vince. <laughs> Vince. Did um did Adam Clark no because Rikishi wasn't there during the invasion was he? No, that was a different sort of mushroom cloud. <laughs> Godfather got one, so Karma. Messaging me. Karma was a victim. Eric Watts got a metaphorical one, not a real one. No. Tom, remember that video essential last week of, of the guy being uh. Escorted out of the store. <laughs> yes. I just got a message from our good friend Steven Skodas. He wanted to know if, he, if we had that video. <laughs> so I'm going to send him now. Get it to him. Get it to him. There was um, there's a video during the rounds of a guy getting arrested in a, in a supermarket. And then suddenly this other guy, like it looks like a homeless guy, runs in to save him, gets, starts fighting the security officers. And uh, eventually gets dragged away himself. But they've overdubbed it with the return of the warrior commentary from WrestleMania 8. Oh, nice. Oh. So when the bum runs in, wait a minute, that's the warrior's mirror. <laughs> he just oh, I've seen that video. Uh, I love that video. Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> I think we're laughing as hard as anything in my life when I saw that. I watched it for the first time last week and it just, oh my God, it's so funny. It's so good. Yeah, yeah Tom about. Completely lost it when on air. <laughs> I'm so happy. It was in a Sainsbury's. It was in a nice UK superstore. I was glad that this Sainsbury's was getting the run out on me. Those are your people, Tom. Those are my people. <laughs> your people. Well, the fire, your brethren. Oh, they're my, they're my, they're my homeland folk. The British. There's been a whole lot of like leaving your feet in this match. I know it's surprising for a Diesel Sid match. Quite, they're moving fairly quick. They get a lot of breaks during. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Lucha Diesel. <laughs> All we're missing is uh, Tope Suicida. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was great. <laughs> Vision, you see that coming? No. And now for something. And now for something completely different. <laughs> Python, a lot of Monty Python references. Oh, it's it's nice. We get that great visual as we then pan over the garbage man, the tie-dye rocker, and the spaceman. <laughs> Waffa thin. The spaceman. <laughs> get the bin man out there. That's what we that's what we so from these guys then, because as I say, there's uh, there are cuts coming. Duke Drosy, uh, this is his last show. Uh, according to the observer, like he's he's done with the company soon. Not true. 
That's not true. He's got oh, to hang no, around of course a bit. Not. He does hang around for a bit, doesn't he? Dave Meltzer talking out of his backside. Well, yeah, so he gets one of several wrong. Mm. Uh, he says, uh, Mantor, Heavenly Bodies, and Techno Team 2000 are being phased down and getting limited, if any, bookings going forward. All true. Which is a shame because we've only really seen one Techno Team 2000 match. And maybe all we see. Shouldn't, we should see more. Techno Team 2000? It was the Tech Team of the Future. <laughs> Literally. I think they're ready for a comeback. I think so, too. Bring them back. They should oh, enter sorry. the Young Bucks Open Challenge. Oh. Rename, rename Everize is Techno Team 2000. <gasps> yes! Yes, do that. I have ideas. I never said they were good ideas, but I have them. <laughs> Slide into WWE's DMs. You're on the you're on the on the level with them now. I know. Like I just but I think... dear WWE, <laughs> I've got a great idea for some guys you just fired. Really. <laughs> oh yeah, they got the sack. Make sure the, make sure the tell make sure to tell them that you've never watched the show in your life, and, and then they'll take you seriously. Oh yeah, that's true. Oh no, that's come on. I know, mommy. <laughs> They, they hire people from the outside. It's they do that all the time. I know, I know. <laughs> this, Tom. But this story is just taking on a life of its own with the young lady. I know. It, 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 oh, it's, yeah. it's not her fault. Maybe oh. she shouldn't have spilled the beans, but you know what? They hired her. I, I said this in the video. I said that the company are guilty of putting somebody in a situation like that. Like, that's yep. on them for mm-hmm. doing that. I'm sure she'll bounce back. I'm sure it'll be fine. But that's on them for not hiring. Like, I, I, I get why you don't want to hire, like, the, let's, let's call them what they are, uber geek wrestling fans who are like, I think that you should put the title on. I think it's put the title on CM Punk. <laughs> Give him all the money he wants and bring back CM Punk. That's what you need. To, like, you know, know who deserves a run? Drake Maverick. I mean, yes, I'm down with that. My, my boy okay. from the West Midlands, Drake, Drake Maverick. I knew, I knew that was for you, Tom. I knew you would love that. <laughs> I haven't even consummated my marriage yet. <laughs> he's had some great moments. Oh, he's great. He's great. Had some great moments. Here comes the power slam. Oh, shit yes. on your arms again, Diesel. Jeez, will you ever learn? <laughs> Here's my awful booking idea. Go on. AW hires Braun Sherman. He grows the beard back. You do an angle where John Silver gets hit with a gamma ray. That way, mid-match, he turns into the Hulk, lights go out, they flash. Now it's Braun in the ring dressed as John Silver. He's got, like the incredible Hulk version of him. I've actually seen somebody with that idea before. Really? I did in one of my groups. Oh, man. Just do like a, a an incredible Hulk <laughs> thing with uh, Braun Strowman and John Silver. And I, was, and I actually thought about that for a second. I was like, hmm. It looked like, like, you know what? No. No. This is good. If, oh, lots of people have had it. This is good. It might happen. Earn up the gamma rays. I'm angry. <laughs> you won't like me when I'm angry and unscripted. <laughs> so he hits. So Sid hits the power bomb. And then immediately, instead of covering, he goes to high five all of his lumberjacks. You know, I'll tell you why he did that. He's now protecting he jumps his in finish. the middle of the good guy lumberjacks to try and get away. He's protecting his finish because if he covered Diesel immediately, Diesel's got to kick out, right? Ah, so Honky Talk Man did it to Hogan once. Shake around on roll, got up and played his guitar for a little bit because if he covered Hawk immediately and Hawk just throws him off, well then you kill it kills the finish. Yeah. I mean, I so, 
Sizzle's being a Sib is being a businessman. I almost called him Sizzle. Sizzle. <laughs> oh, and here we go. All the lads are getting in now, right? Here we go. Bray's dad. Bray Wyatt's dadder. I mean, the Lumberjacks have really made this. Like, the, the one thing that yeah. the last match was, was lacking was distraction away from these two. And then a... <laughs> what? That's your finish. The big boot. What? It's the big boot. <laughs> he, what? He beat him with a halluva kick. More like a halloumi kick. <laughs> <laughs> A heck hoover kick. <laughs> Somewhat okay. Topic. This hat that you have will make a difference, Fat Mati. <laughs> no. Big Harrison's fashion corner. <laughs> I'm telling you. Go ahead and get the graphics ready now. <laughs> this week, look at what this clown was wearing. What are we talking about here? Oh my God. Never put that on again. <laughs> or just do a segment every week where I talk about Seth Rollins' suit for that week. I mean, that's a nice idea. <laughs> this is talk about the drip gold. A well-dressed man is Rollins. Love Eric Watts. What? 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 Why the big boot in the in the in the main? I guess Sid would hit the power bomb or something to try to hit, to try to pin him really quick. I guess <laughs> because the lumberjacks kept trying to get in to stop him. Ah, All flashing the quick sign. Then he can he can get him before the lumberjacks think to come in and break up the pin. That's a good shout. That's a really good shout. And I'm gonna guess that Dave gave this one two and a half stars. Oh, okay. I can tell you that young you're, you're David Meltzer actually gave right. this one um half a star. <laughs> That's it? <laughs> Half a star. Wow. Uh, he said this would have been a negative star match if not for the Lumberjacks. Well, at least we were thinking the same thing there, where the Lumberjacks really saved it. You're on the say You're in the same place. So that was WWF in your house too. Uh, Electric Boogaloo. Uh, Nick, did you have a lovely time? I did. I really enjoyed myself. We got to do this again. Oh, absolutely. Because it'd be an honor and a privilege to have you back. That was oh, man, great fun. I'd, I'd love it. Any I told you, Tom, anytime you want me, you got me, man. Especially for something like this, I'm with it. Just sitting around watching old pay per view, uh, old WWF pay per views and WWE pay per views and talking about how terrible they used to be. Yes. Yes, I'm all for it. What was your favorite part of the show today? Uh, Jeff Jarrett's outfit. My favorite, it's the, the the mismatch animal print, in all of its glory, and then the ring gear with the aqua blue crushed velvet, laced with little black and white stripes. Oh my! Oh my! Oh Jeffrey, you must let me paint you. Oh. <laughs> Draw me like one of your French girls. Draw me like one of your French girls. There's no more room on the door. <laughs> <laughs> the room on the door. Uh, Justin, favorite part of the night, favorite match of the night. Moment well, of the Sean night. and Jarrett was clearly the match of the night, and it still holds up all these years later because they're both consummate pros. But I mean, I'm just more hung up on just the sartorial choices on this show, and just this shouldn't feel ancient, but my God, it does. And it's like I don't want to accuse anyone of being on drugs, 
But just what were the, like this is like a, a it made the news. You know they were on drugs. <laughs> this is this was a cocaine raid waiting to happen just based on what everybody was wearing. Like, everyone's like, like, oh yeah, good choice. Great, great choice. They, they were they were on it. <laughs> nah, like I can see why you would have done that. Titan Sports prod. It's a prod, all right. <laughs> yeah, I feel prodded. I feel <laughs> violated. So we are back next week. Uh, the fallout of In Your House 2. Uh, and Nick, you've already said so, but uh, we'd love to have you back on in a couple of weeks' time for a very special episode if you're around. Absolutely. A very special episode. It's like after school special. Very special episode. After school. Now, before we let you go, Nick, um, where can people find you? And plug away, sir. This is your time to plug all your wares, if you will. Uh, Mr. Professor 318 on pretty much all social media on uh, Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok, of course. Uh, you can also, uh, if you're in the southern part of the U.S., uh, you can catch me at Sam's Town, Shreveport, Louisiana, in August and in September. Um, and yeah. Oh, uh, go make sure to go to the link tree, uh, the merch. Uh, as you can see, if you're watching or if you can see this right now, i got the great shirt on. Uh, those will be going back up again as they are currently sold out. Uh, but we will have more coming in soon uh, for you to procure. And uh, go and like and share all of the content and let me know what you want to see. Amazing stuff. Honestly, uh, from the first time I started seeing your stuff on TikTok, I was like, this is a guy that I'd quite like to be my friend. So I shall reach out and make sure that can be a thing. So honestly, honor and a privilege, sir, to have you on. Honor and a As privilege. Always, Tom, Absolutely. Justin, wonderful to meet you, man. And I hope to be doing this again real soon. Wonderful meeting you too, Nick. It was an absolute pleasure. Had a blast. And I'm glad you had a good time here because this is what we do. We just we watch old stuff and we have a laugh. We do. We do sometimes. <laughs> Justin, what you what you on this week? Plug away, sir. What you plug in? Uh, well, I got the new CM Punk true story of out about the summer of punk. It's been, my God, 10 years already since we all got our hopes up. And 10 years since we were all let down by some of the most back-ass words booking you've ever seen in your life. That and we're debuting in... We sort of uh, dipped our toes into a new series called Count It Out, which is these stories of headline wrestlers who left major organizations and the all the build-up to why they left. And the pilot episode, we're hoping this gets picked up, was on Dean Ambrose's exit in early 2019 and his problems with WB Creative and why he's John Moxley today. And that is available at youtube.com forward slash cultaholic if you want to watch that. On the podcast feed this week, brand new Desert Island Graps. We are chatting to the Progress Women's Champion, Kanji, uh, about her short but meteoric rise through the ranks of the Women's Division in Progress and her plans as the champion going forward as well. Uh, that is on the podcast feed, which you've heard this on uh, tomorrow. And until next time, we are together for whether it's a classic Raw review, a classic SmackDown review, uh, a watch along, a chat, and whatever else, whatever. Till we next speak together, uh, it's my job to say he is at Mr. Professor 318 on Twitter. He is at JRH Writing on Twitter. I am at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Together, we are at Cultaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. <gasps> Crushed Velvet is a look, Jeff. Love you, bye. <laughs> For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.